So, hey, Josh, I know it's it's your turn to start the episode, but I'm going to steal the opening bit because I don't have an opening bit. But we don't have time for any fancy opening bits. That's right. You wrenched control right out of my hands. I so wrenched it. I just wrenched it. Take the I, bull by the horns. I took control, like uh, or the old gods of Asgard. Is is the in universe band? Ah, it's, it's not that's really. Right. Anyways, anyways, man, we're already like off to an awesome start. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the backlog breakdown. I'm Nate. That's Josh. Say hi, hey. Josh. Hi. We're we're joined by multiple people. Uh, longtime friend of the show, Micah Doug's vest himself. Hello. How you guys doing? Uh, we got Dorian. Yes, sir. And we have okay, hey. another Josh. Yeah. Hey, what's up? These are uh, now Micah is sort of familiar with the 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 whole insanity, but you guys are actually joining us for something that I'd like to actually try and do a little more frequently. We're, we're this is going to be a book club episode because we all played a game that we all think is kind of cool, and we're all going to talk about it. Or do um, we? I hope maybe we don't. Well, and I, I mean, like they're. Their things, like if if yeah, somebody's we got could like, be setting two and a half hours aside just to, to just to trash the game, you know. I mean, after we played through, you know, a dozen hours, we might just be deciding that's that's going to break my heart um, because uh, I spent way more than a dozen hours, and I actually really like the game. Um, <laughs> spoilers, um, but yeah. So these uh, Dorian is is a patron, but uh, Josh is a pretty active. Uh, friend and user on the discord so and we sort of put out an all call on the discord and said hey we'd like to do this we a bunch of us i was a roughly democratic process where we were like hey let's all pick a game to play and we threw some stuff out and control came out the winner and uh yeah so here we are but you guys obviously listen to the show and we're going to try and do this like super quick which we know that we're really good at being bad at brevity but we're going to try and move through a slightly abbreviated backlog um report so well i guess before we do that let's can we uh -oh. should we do it's been two it's weeks been has it been yeah it, well indeed it has been two weeks it has been two I weeks I talked to you. Um, but that said, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that we necessarily have to go into the past two weeks, but I would like actually to invite everyone just to, to share, you know, we, we already sh shared names. I wasn't sure if we were going to do names well, or if we were just going to do That's like actually what I was thinking too. Persona, so like we're simpatico here. Ah, I like it. It's like we're on the same wavelength. Weird. So it's like I'm controlling your brain. Wow. Uh, I was, I was, I was thinking synchronicity. You know, oh yeah. More, yeah. Cause the way yeah, there you uh, go. Definitely no hissing, uh -huh. no, no hiss. No. Um, but Micah, you are a longtime friend of the show, but like, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself because I know some details. Josh knows some details. We've known you for a while, but our listeners may not be, uh, as acquainted with you as we are. Yeah, just kind of uh, started out as, you know, kind of a lurker in the Reformed Gamers uh, group, Facebook group, mm -hmm. and kind of got into that and learned of the Backlog Breakdown uh, group and podcast and everything. And 
um, I'm pretty sure you wrote me in, Nate, because because of our love for Shadow of the Colossus. You wrote mm. me into to all mm. of this. The goat, and, and you 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 put me in a headlock, and you're like, "Come on the show and talk about Shadow of <laughs> the Colossus with me for three hours." Uh, and, no, it was more like, "Hey, dude, I want to talk about Shadow of the Colossus for a while. Are you in?" And you're like, "Heck yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was totally." Um, no, but I've I've been around. Um, I've uh, appeared on this uh, very podcast a handful of times to talk about things. Uh, like Shadow of the Colossus and and uh, Metal Gear Solid and stuff, um, yeah. You, I'm just kind of hanging around. I'm uh, Doug's Vest on Twitter um, and on like PSN and and all that sort of stuff. Xbox, wherever you want to find me. Um, but yeah, that's me. Well, Dorian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I uh, let me see where to start. I should, probably should have thought about this ahead of time, but. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, um, father of four boys. Um, oh. yeah, it's, it can be, uh, it's fun. It can be rough, but it's fun. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, I'm actually originally from, uh, your neck of the woods, Nate, uh, Pittsburgh, PA. I know oh, you're really? not directly in, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm down here in Florida now. Um, what but, possessed uh, you to leave, you know, God's country to go to the swamplands? <laughs> uh, you know, school, uh, and then you know, I got work here. And then I got saved, and then you know, church, and then life happened, and now I'm established yeah. here. So you know, uh, nice. but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, those are pretty much the things that describe me, you know, and obviously uh, the the gamer type, you know, here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I heard about you guys, if I remember correctly. I think a buddy of mine put me on to TRG, and I don't know, either you guys were on the show or, he rec- or Logan recommended it. I don't remember. This was a while ago, but uh yeah here we are so sweet 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 and Love josh uh, like yeah how, you know tell, yeah i i almost want to do that arnold schwarzenegger bit like <laughs> who's your daddy and what does he do but that's really kind of awkward and i've refrained and then i just i, I couldn't stop myself um but tell us a little bit about yourself man yeah i won't bring my daddy into this but uh <laughs> <laughs> thank you like Dorian, I'm also a husband and father of four boys. So I get you. Oh, wow. nice. I get you, bro. Yeah. I get you. Um, but I live up MVPs. Yeah, I live up in Ohio. And uh, let's see. I found out about uh, Backlog Breakdown from probably from the Reform Gamers, uh, and was just kind of captured by the idea of you know beating down my backlog because it's kind of massive. So, but uh, yeah, I go by Amazed by Grace eighty six and most places on the web. Uh, if you see me, so yeah, and I think in the backlog breakdown, I'm one of the, I'm a strategy gamer, and I also love sports games, mm-hmm. which I don't know if there's many of those in the group. So mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. I'm holding down the fort. Oh, I well, you know, what? I appreciate that because I think you probably are in pretty small camps there. A, a lot, a lot of times, it does tend to be like like jrpgs out the wazoo mm-hmm. yeah, does the uh, does the persona dancing games count as sports games <laughs> no <laughs> hard Josh, no if, if ea puts out ncaa football again i'm gonna be right there with you grabbing that oh man one. yes wow I, I used to buy it every year when it came out so yeah yeah mm-hmm. huge college football fan 
Well, um, you know, I'm just excited because this is like, I'm, I, this is kind of like, I don't know if you guys know this, but this has sort of been like a longstanding bit of a dream of mine to actually do sessions like this. So hopefully uh, this goes well. We all have fun and uh, maybe there will be some more episodes like this in the future. But, um, oh, you know what? I, I do have like one little thing uh, to just drop in that like a, a not a really a praise, but like it, it, it is kind of a it has been two weeks moment. Uh, mm-hmm. A while ago, I bid on the route that I live on came up for bid. I bid on it and I found out uh, last week that I, I got the bid and uh, this Saturday, this coming Saturday will be, I, I'm, so I'm leaving the route that I'm on now and I'll actually start delivering to my own house. Um, Excellent. Wow. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm crossing I'm, the streams. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. It's going to be cool. I'll be able to let the dogs out uh, throughout the day, like, you know, come home, have lunch. Uh, use my own toilet instead of disgusting public restroom toilets. Um, you know, nice. it's, it's good things all around. Um, but yeah. awesome. You can stop asking Megan who let the dogs out <laughs> yeah. whenever you get home. I was just thinking of that song. <laughs> Josh, why are you the way that you are? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know why I, I would even... Uh, uh, it's okay. My, my wife asks me that question all the time. So <laughs> <that's cool. laughs> the worst (laughs) the worst (laughs) all right um but we are here uh to talk about control but before we do that real quick gents Mm -hmm. like tell me what you've been playing what you've been reading but let's do it all brevity style yeah so it's it's okay if you didn't come prepared but uh, you know i'm one of the co-hosts here so you work all the time Yes, excellent. Literally just excellent. that in half. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So uh, currently, right now, uh, what's this month? It is September. I think I've been working on Dragon Quest Eleven, oh, definitive nice. edition for. It has to be at least no. <laughs> January, February, who knows? <laughs> you know, just. So, you know, I mentioned before I have four boys. Uh, one is a teenager. And so, you know, he, he games here and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just balancing work, life, and time with the wife. And, you know, like, uh, so, you know, I had, there are some days where I'm able to play it for, you know, couple hours and then i might not touch it again for you know a week or two or something and then i'll Mm -hmm. play for like 20 minutes or whatever um you know because it's an rpg sometimes i only want to play in a short burst but i don't feel like reading i just want to play something and just so on and so forth so it's taken me forever to finish dragon quest 11 i'm pretty far into it i just don't know how much further i have left (laughs) but uh yeah i've been working on that uh still working on that uh and of course, uh, of course, the occasional multiplayer, you know, Call of Duty, still playing Modern Warfare uh, right on, with, right on. with friends every so often. Um, and then on the I'm playing those on Xbox on the PlayStation side. Uh, let me see. I just recently finished up something and I cannot remember what it is. Uh, was, it, was it control? Ah, Spider Man. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, nice. Miles Morales. That's right. 
That's Spiderman. Right. Um, yes, yeah, Spiderman. Uh, Need so, more pictures. Spiderman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, because you know that that that's a game that, uh, unlike Dragon Quest, uh, you know, once you finish like the main story. You can just kind of, you know, swing around and do things and do side missions. And best part of that game, man, I can I can hold the town. I can hold a conversation with my wife while I'm playing that game. It's, it's <laughs> great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, remote play comes in fantastic. Hmm. Um, you know, so a game like Spider Man, I can go out into the living room, spend time with my wife put it on, you know, put it on my, uh, put it on my phone there, play remote play and just, okay, nice. I don't need a lot of volume here. Hey, wife, you know, how, how you doing today? You know, let's, let's talk about some things and I'm just swinging around doing what I got to do. And it's great. Nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, th- this is one instance where gaming and technology, uh, you know, and some of the things that we can do nowadays, like remote play is great. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, those are, uh, pretty much the main games I've been playing. Uh, I don't game as much as I would like, but um, you know, just trying to balance all of that out. You know, so mm-hmm. right on, yeah. right on. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you amazing, Josh. <laughs> instead of like, and and he's gonna <laughs> no, be thanks old, so much. Josh. You know, we've been doing this for so old long. Josh, giving trash, me- Josh. <laughs> Trash Josh, be quiet. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Josh, what have you been into? Like, what have you been playing lately? Yeah, a couple things. Um, I just finished up a game and I posted it on the Discord uh, before we leave. It's uh, like a city builder, kind of a relaxed city builder, light strategy game. Um, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You kind of, uh, it's a post-apocalyptic um, city builder, but it's not like, uh, you know, scary or anything like that. It's mainly just building a little little towns and production chains. But what makes it kind of unique is you're not just building on like one planet or multiple islands on the planet, but you're actually able to go to different planets. And, uh, hmm. and you have to kind of string all these production chains together. And uh, yeah, it's it's, pretty cool. it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's just good to hop in. And then I've been trying out something new for me. Um, and uh, it's uh, actually Verdun. It's a uh, multiplayer shooter, um, World War One. And mm. uh, I am not good at shooters at all. Um, I, I know the backlog breakdown. You're really, really good at being bad at brevity. Well, I'm really good at being bad at, F- at shooters. So, <laughs> awesome. uh, and this game is brutal. I mean, because like you put your head above, you know, the trench, and you're just shot. Like, one bullet takes you out. <laughs> you died so many times in this game. But it's yeah, it's giving me an appreciation for World War One, and I'm also starting to get a little bit better. You know, trying to find my groove in the game. So I've been enjoying that. And then um, the last thing I'll share, and don't spoil it if you've seen the last episode, but uh, we've been watching as a family, uh, Lego Masters, the show. Mm. And uh, I got yeah, bo- yeah, I got yeah, little yeah, boys, yeah. so we love Respect. Legos. And man, I heard you guys talk about it on the show recently. And I love that show. We watched an episode tonight and just so great. So we got one more episode, I think, is the finale to watch. So my wife and i we were a couple episodes behind at this point and yeah. uh yeah we just mm-hmm. watched the one um i can't even remember what the last it, oh the wind the wind towers oh yeah that one was pretty cool um yeah that's a great show it was a great show 10 out of 10 recommend um mm-hmm. micah oh, wow. yeah I, I i love it and what they yeah. build is just insane 
like the the builds are so cool micah wh- what have you been playing man yeah man um i've been playing this little this little indie game called hades mm. <laughs> i'm so proud of, of you um yeah you know i was i was holding out because i got to get my trophies um and i i held out for the ps4 ps5 release and i'm playing that now that it finally got a release date uh earlier in the summer um so i'm waist deep in that like i've cleared the store like i've rolled credits and i'm just going back through and upping the heat on the different Mm -hmm. runs and you know getting different like more ambrosias and Titan Bloods and stuff like that to upgrade my weapons and you know progress the story. What's more. your so what's I'm, your go to sort of combos? Um, I mean, at first I really loved the spear uh, weapon, mm-hmm. but I've kind of like the game forces you beautifully to like try all the weapons. You know, it, it really gives you great, I'd say, perfect incentives. To like, okay, I'll go try the shield. I don't really want to do the shield, but I'm gonna go try it, mm-hmm. and the shield's awesome. You know, once you get going with it and stuff and things like that. So um, just, uh, you know, I don't, you guys have talked about it a ton on the show, so I don't want to belabor it. Just a master class in design and art, as always, and music. Darren Korb, Chef's Kiss. So good. So, mm-hmm. so, so good. Like, I would, I would buy these soundtracks. Um, nice. Multiple and, times, uh, even. Yes. <laughs> yes. I um, admit nothing. I admit nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been in, been uh, playing is Hades, other than like Rocket League with the buds, which is like a mainstay I kind of go back to. Nice, cool, um, cool. But yeah, that's cool, it. Cool, cool. Josh, how about you, buddy? Trash, Josh. All right. <laughs> um, so actually, I, uh, I I had just realized it yesterday. I pretty much hadn't touched anything in the past two weeks until yesterday. I actually had some time, um, so took. Uh, I mean, it was probably about an hour and a half, two hours. And fired up Neo again, mm. and the first like half an hour was just relearning it because I had kind of you know forgotten sure. a lot of the, the, just how to play you know changing stances and stuff like that you know just just kind of getting it down. Um, but man, it hooked me all over again to where I I got up to another boss. Um, what's her name? Hino Enma, I think. Is it the, the butterfly the, lady? No, not but no, it's like vampire lady. Yeah, Did you beat yeah. Neo Nate. Yeah, was that? Did you beat Neo? Nate? Did I? Yeah. Like a long the orig- time ago. A did. long time ago, but man. Oh, I didn't know that. Dang. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm still early on. This is like no, the third boss of the game. The the vampire chick is like mm-hmm. she's the second big bottleneck. Like Okay. Okay. See, so I, I was going up against, I, I was looking around. Well, first of all, getting to her, like there's, there's a bunch of crazy stuff that's there. And then I was just like wandering around. I found another save point that was close to her. So I was like, okay, this is awesome. I can just run past some of these huge guys and just keep fighting her. And I did that for like 45 minutes, an hour, just dying and dying and dying and dying. But like making slight progress every time uh, until I finally just had to be like, okay, I've been playing this long enough. Like I need to get back and and, and do other things. But it so definitely hooked me again. What's that? Is it just this? Is it the Ninja Gaiden formula from the the old Team Ninja games, or does it have some? It has some like Souls like stuff. Oh yeah, it's straight up. Yeah, okay. very much okay. Souls. I was thinking with for whatever reason Ninja it was Gaiden. just pretty much like Ninja Gaiden, almost. Okay, straight up. Think. Sort of like the the Ninja Gaiden, like the the like the um, the Xbox series stuff, like some right. of the the technical 
aspects of that combat mm-hmm. thrown in with some Dark Souls mechanics. Uh, yeah. Because that's like, dude, that combat is arguably like in Neo, the combat is arguably some of the most technical combat I've ever come across in a game. Like it can be brutal. Like, because there's three possible, you can be high stance, mid stance, low stance, and there's advantages to all of them. Um, and, and eventually like you, you'll learn as you sort of learn techniques in each like weapon tree, it will, um, you unlock like the ability to like, like automatically flip through stances, which allows you to sort of combo in and out of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like I would say the biggest difference right now. Again, I'm pretty fairly early on, only on the third boss. Now I did just beat her, um, but it, like the biggest difference to me is like for Dark Souls, you can rely on your iframes a lot. Like you can roll around a lot. Um, whereas in this one, it's a lot. It, it does not give you as many iframes. It just gives you a lot more. Uh, like weapons and stuff not even just weapons but but different like ninja abilities you know you can throw kunai and shuriken and stuff like that um, or use like magic and stuff like you have a lot at your disposal and so that can be frustrating because it's like okay how am i supposed to how am i supposed to beat this well i have to completely change up my strategy and try this 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 kind of a thing but uh still i love that loop it uh after not playing anything for a while and playing it again i'm just like oh i love this feeling of just adrenaline josh you're also probably starting to get to a point if you haven't noticed it yet start looking for armor sets like matching armor sets because there are set bonuses that actually are incredibly useful okay so um it's it's actually i made the game way harder for myself because i ignored it for a long Mm -hmm. time and uh yeah and then my brother and i were playing and he was like dude he's like what are you wearing and i was like ah you know (laughs) just some crap just some of this some of this crap i found he's like uh do you know about any of the set stuff and as soon as like i i was like well i've seen it he's like why aren't you using it yeah (laughs) and it's like little brother took old man nate to task Um, (laughs) nice okay well that's yeah that's that's good to keep in mind um after like you know kind of like bashing my head up against this this boss multiple times i went ahead and i did watch some videos on youtube so i guess this is cheating whatever but just to get an idea of some of the strategies because the main thing about these types of games especially with bosses is just like learning their mm-hmm. move sets and so you know how to defend against them and after that um i picked it up i had some time i woke up early this morning and had some time and i think in like four or five tries i got it and that felt awesome it was a, it was a nice start to the day. I'm just like that's right. I took down a boss. Excellent. I'm good. <laughs> so, um nice. uh, outside of that, uh if if we're talking, I don't know, no one mentioned any books. Um but out of just out of the blue, I felt like reading some uh, Russian literature once again, so I started up Crime and Punishment mm. by uh Fyodor Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Um, yes. yes. Nicely said. <laughs> I'm surprised it actually came out. It's an audiobook, so I get to hear these these names. I don't have to like read them, you know, in my head. Um, so that's that's helpful. Um, but man, that's a 
that's a very interesting story uh, so far. I've I've read one other, listened to one other um, Dostoevsky book before, the Brothers uh, Karamazov, and uh, they, they have very different tones. And this one is very dark. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's called mm-hmm. Crime and Punishment. What do you expect? Anyways, Dude, I, I I think you ought to just skip the Dostoevsky and uh, go to the master. Full Get story. you some Anna K, buddy. I'm telling mm. you. I mean, I want I want to get there eventually, but uh, I I I'm digging the Dostoevsky. There there's there's definitely this theme of I don't I don't know if Anna K is the same way of like the bleakness. I live in Texas, okay? It's like barely ever cold here, except when we have snowpocalypse. Um, but just like you can feel the writers just. Um, it's it's not it's not nihilism but it's just this sense of just life is cold and hard and you drink vodka <laughs> to to you know deal with this life and uh it, it can be bleak that's the word that i'm looking for at times mm. uh, even though there's definitely like this this light that comes through especially with Dostoevsky. I don't know if Tolstoy is the same, but I think, um, you know, and, and I, I'm not like an expert, but Tolstoy there, there were definitely some like hard moments, but, mm-hmm. uh, there were also, there was like a lot of like quiet joy type stuff in his book yeah. that I really appreciated. Um, just small joys, but nice. Cool. If, if, if you're done, I'm just going to, I'll, you got? I'll wrap us up here. So I did, uh, over the, I have been a busy boy over the last several weeks. Mm. I platinumed control. I hundred percented all of the DLC. Um, so there's that. And oh boy, howdy, was that a trip? Some of those trophies were n- a little tedious. There were there were two DLC trophies, in fact, that I was like, these are stupid, but I kept doing them anyways because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) but I, uh, so after control, that was sort of like big, big energy, like drained, kind of like just took up a lot of headspace and I I wanted to play some lighter stuff and I was looking for lighter, shorter, like skips. Uh, I don't know if I'd mentioned it, but I did roll credits on ape out. Um, I think I mentioned that, but I'm old and senile. So if I didn't. No, I did. And if I did, well, then I'm old and senile. Uh, get off my back and get off, get out my yard. Um, I'll get the monkey off your back. Don't worry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, just get that right off uh, there. Um, <laughs> Sayonara uh, Wild Hearts, uh, which as far as gameplay goes, it's meh. The music, though, that album is a bop, dude. Like, um, it's so good. It's like this electro pop synth wave stuff and it's super fun like i said the gameplay is like okay and uh but then i like and to get the the trophies are so dumb I, i'm gonna be honest like it's I, like i tried to go for the platinum in that nate and man they're so frustrating because they're all so um like obtuse in their descriptions weird you have to just like basically just look up what you have to do to figure it one out one of them is you take the like to get one of the trophies you go through the the zodiac challenge thing backwards three times or something like that i was like yep. this is dumb this like yeah. this isn't about playing the game this is like sayonara game it's like and so um i, I no, like the game that, that's a that's a soundtrack that we we like bop to in the car with the kids they love it like that's, that soundtrack is so good it's nice. super good dude uh it's just it's super enjoyable and to be fair i'm not quite done with the game but it's going to be like more like i'll go back and like dink around with this a little bit um 
sort of on a totally like on on a big dumb action movie kind of like vibe. I was like, I have this like RPG that's about being a shark. I got it for free, and I hear it's kind of good. Uh, I started playing Man Eater, and I liked it so much. I I like got the platinum within like a week of playing it. I was like. <laughs> I like, dude, I'm just like, this game is not a masterpiece, but I had so much dumb fun with it. It's like shark RPG. It's, it's like you're swimming around as a shark and they're like RPG sort of loot elements to it. There's some collectibles. There's just some weird stuff. The, the, the whole framing device, it's sort of being, it's, it's framed as like, one of those like Nat Geo shows where it's like, you've got this guy narrating it's like, and the shark, you know, he talks about how the bull shark is like basically the garbage can of the sea, you know, and <laughs> there, there's some humor. There's a fairly okay story in it. Uh, there is some language, um, but I just, I had a good time with it. It was like, it was like super chill, a lot of fun. And I, this is a strong recommendation for me. Like this is a should play. Um, and the only reason it's not a must play is because it's so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Nate, you're like the fourth person to tell me that I need to play this game. And like the fourth person is like, yeah, I got the platinum for it. It's so good. I I was just like, Oh, I'll check this out. And like the first hour I was like, kind of like, I don't get the appeal. And then there was just like this snap and i was like mm-hmm. oh no like i'm totally vibing on this like i am vibing on a game that's about me being a shark is it as uh is it as dumb as say something like uh untitled goose game i i've never mm. played untitled goose game all i'm saying man is like oh, goat simulator does it try to capture sharknado the movie in video game form no it's like it's i don't know it's and this is the thing it defies description guys like i can't like i'm just like this game is is good like sit down give it an hour if you don't like it after an hour walk away from it but like honestly it's like if i gave like i would say this is like a strong seven and that's it's it'd be like a 7.5 maybe it's definitely not eight like material but it's really good and it's just fun and it's a perfect like probably about 15 hours of gameplay to get the platinum and i i had a blast it didn't overstay its welcome i'm like dude like it it, like i i wanted to buy the stupid dlc for it like i was like uh yeah i was just like "Uh." so uh apparently a new mutation and you shoot laser beams out of your mouth and like you get to be godzilla shark and i'm like I didn't. I didn't buy it yet, but it's like I'm like definitely like when it goes on sale. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll plunk down some money for that. <laughs> this and game. How is long? From, how sorry, long ahead, have no. you been playing this? Uh, like I said, it took me like uh, 15. Uh, like it, it says like 19 hours and change on okay. my game timer, but there are like times where it's like you know because like it doesn't. If I pause the game and I just walk away and I just leave it run for a few minutes, like because. Yeah. That, that's the it's also that kind of game so um yeah yeah so maybe the, like the past week or so yeah i, I mean 
honestly, yeah, it's been Nate Shark Week, and he's been loving every minute of it. Um, and it's like, dude, it's so it's so much fun just eating everything in the ocean. I'm like, I'm gonna turn you into food. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what um, percentage do you actually eat people? That's the name of the game, right? Oh, there's it it. There's sort of like I I probably say there's there's a good portion of the game where like eating people is sort of not an option uh, because you're too small because that's the thing as you get levels like you you have different growth stages and so but then there is a point where it's like oh yeah you can start eating people and you become uh, the man eater then you just start eating people all the time it's like there are <laughs> challenges it's like hey there are a bunch of people at this beach you need to eat fifteen of them and I'm like sure thing. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's swim over there and I'm going to eat some people. Um, so. Okay. When you say that it's an RPG, like what, what do you mean by that? Just that um, there's progression elements. So there's like a leveling system and you get experience. Mm. Um, there is that like Spider-Man. Like it's I'm like looking at a trailer for it right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like 30, there's 30 levels. And there are different growth okay. stages. And so every time you get a level, you get a little stronger. Like some of your stats, you'll get bumped to stats. Um, New row teeth. Well, and that's the thing. So like there's a, a gear system in this too. And you're like, how do you do? And they, they call them evolutions. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like, it's basically you get like different headpieces and you can level those up using sort of, and you can, but it's like you get a, a head, a fin, a body, a tail and teeth. Um, so dude, I'm just saying like this game, guys don't sleep on it. It's I, I was like, I'm just going to like, cause it was like, I, I, I looked it up on how long to beat, and it was like, ah, like six hours to like play through it and just like to play through the Come game. On. And I was like, cool. Like I, I want something sh short and sweet and kind of like to bop through. And, uh, I started playing it and I was like, like I said, I was like, at first I was like, eh, this I don't like this, especially when you're weak and not powerful. Like it's, it's like not as much fun, but then as soon as you start eating, you know, things that are a little bit bigger than you sometimes you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm just saying, don't sleep on man eater guys. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I, it's like I said, this is no like game of the year thing, but I'm like, this is like, like a hard recommend for me just cause it's like, I was like, dude, this, it's just so weird and so good. Um, but I also have a, you know, and, and I'm going to sort of wrap up here, but I also have a book that I want to recommend, guys. Uh, so I, I brought it up in the last episode, The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. Dude, guys, this may be like my favorite book that I've read all year and or mm. in the last couple of years. Um, I really enjoyed Range. I think The Comfort Crisis is like one of those things where it is very broad in sort of the material he covers. Um, but he sort of, he touches on so much stuff and the way he like weaves like stats and personal anecdote. And it's all set against this backdrop of like this, like high stakes. Like he, he basically went and did like this, like survival hunting trip in Alaska for 30 days. He was in Alaska, like the Arctic region in Alaska for like five weeks or something like that. It was crazy. But he's like, so he's telling this story and then he's got like these little like touch points where he talks about um, like the, the food we eat. He talks about the, the way that we exercise. Um, he talks about Americans like sort of 
obsession with avoiding dealing with death. And it's like, and he's coming from like an atheist or a universalist perspective. So some of his answers we would reject because obviously we have the Bible to sort of coach us through some of this stuff. But I found it to be an incredibly compelling critique of the American culture um, in mm. all the best possible ways. Where he doesn't sort of come off preachy, he says like we, I'm like he's like this is what the research shows. This is sort of like what I've experienced, you know. And and he just says like maybe this, like it's just it's a fascinating book. I'm actually I so I listened to it on Audible. I'm I bought a physical copy and I'm going to be reading it again soon. Um, so I, I think it's, it's really worth a read because even if not everything in the book speaks to you, I think there's enough in there to really challenge us. And I mean, you guys have probably all heard me say like, you know, part of w what will help us enjoy this, this pastime well is putting it in its proper place. And I think that a lot of the stuff Mike Easter talks about in his book is really going to help people. It, it could be helpful for us and maybe evaluating just sort of what we do with it. You know, I just, I think it's an amazing book. Like it's like one of those books that just like, it kind of hit me like a few times square between the eyes. And it's like, there's stuff I already knew. And then I was like, Oh, like, like just, I mean, uh, I mean, he even talks about how like, sort of like, I mean, like what, like just to give you another example, he talks about how, um, our obsession with cleanliness is actually like scientists and researchers are thinking that it's actually causing more problems because mm -hmm. while we don't have some of like the, the sort of like the bigger infectious sort of stuff, like sweeping through and shortening people's lives he's like, actually what we're finding is that we're actually killing good microbes and good gut bacteria and, and like good bacteria and our immune systems don't have to fight anything off on any sort of level. So we're actually culturally experiencing more cr chronic illness. And like, he, yeah. like one of the things he brought up is that uh, 50 years ago, kids like a peanut allergy, it was like one in every 100 kids. He's like, now mm -hmm. it's one in every 10. So it is like the, the rise of stuff like gluten intolerance and stuff like that. He's like, it might actually be a product of the fact that we've sort of made everything so sterile that your body doesn't have a chance to like sort of fight off low grade infections and your immune system is basically compromised. It's, it, it, uh, but it's like, it's all over the place. Like <laughs> just like mm -hmm. it's, it's, but it's one of those books. I'm just like, I was like, wow, wow. And again, yeah, go yeah ahead. that, 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 uh, I think that exact story, uh, was in, uh, the book, um, I read it earlier this year, uh, The Coddling of the American Mind. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he talks about that exact story in there, um, just how, you know, you have kids with, uh, you know, the peanut, you know, the whole peanut allergy story and just how, you know, they're they're not able to, I, well, the point of it, the point of the story, or at least that particular section was, is that, um, you know, they don't go through, you know, they don't go through anything difficult, you know, mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. you know, to prepare them and to, you know, build up their immune system and to, or, you know, the principle is just, hey, you know, you, you have to go through hard things in mm -hmm. order to, you know, get better and learn and so on and so forth versus if you, you know, you just have it easy all the time, 
I mean, you're essentially going to be, you know, weak and lip wristed and all of that. So <laughs> it's that's the, how I process. It's the untempered steel, man. I mean, yeah. One book that uh, comes to my mind when it comes to this coddling uh, that I found helpful was uh, the book Grit by, I think it's Angela Duckworth. Mm-hmm. It was a really mm-hmm. helpful book in terms of, okay, if that's the comfort crisis that we're dealing with. How do we get out of that? Well, when it comes to education or really anything that we're doing, this idea of grit, this idea of pressing through hard things um, is really important for learning and growing. So I, I really like that book, even though it's not necessarily from a Christian perspective, it was applicable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and this is like, I would say like Michael Easer's book, like he's writing from the perspective of a materialist, maybe an atheistic evolutionary, or maybe a universalist style worldview. So there's definitely some spiritual things. Like when he's t- dealing with death, he goes and talks to a bunch of like Buddhist monks and stuff like that. But still the insights are interesting. And I think they, they level a pretty hearty challenge to anybody who's, yeah. I mean, there's so much in there. Like, uh, James Robert, uh, I actually got him, like, he's the guy who sort of put the book in my ear and, uh, I'm going to have, he and I are going to hop on and, and, uh, have a conversation about it. So there, there is that, but, uh, we, we've been, uh, we went a little long, but there's five of us. So I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to let it slide, uh, you know, this, but, uh, just for anybody who's listening here. We're going to get into the main topic here real quick, but I just wanted to sort of plug the patron or Patreon real quick. Uh, if you like what we do, check us out on Patreon where the backlog hashtag backlog breakdown. Uh, yeah, we'd uh, love to have you join us. And if not, you know, do the things like the, the rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, sharing is caring, or just come hang out with us uh, because we like that stuff. Uh, one additional plug is I just want to sort of take a second here to just sort of shout out the good work that our friend uh, Charles Watson is doing over at GG. Uh, the dudes, uh, that app is killer. And if you're not on it or not using it yet, uh, get after it. It's uh, it's better than Goodreads. What's the, the one that he always, it's a really cool app for tracking your video games, what you own, what you want to play, what you have played. You can create custom lists. There's all sorts of functionality there. And we will get a much better ad spot on that at some point in time. But this is what we got for now. So um, let's, uh, with all that being said and done, let's uh, get a word from our friends, Josh. Let's do it. <clears throat> Excuse me, may I have a moment of your time to talk about the wonder and beauty of tokusatsu? See, tokusatsu is a Japanese word for special effects and usually refers to the super fun TV shows you watched as a kid with those heroes wearing spandex and those giant rubber monsters with cool explosions and awesome transformations. <sighs> so cool. I happen to be a big fan of it and run a podcast about the entire genre. So if you can just, like, I don't know, subscribe and, and take a listen to my episodes, I greatly appreciate it. It's called the Henshin Dad Podcast, and it's it's kind of awesome. <laughs> or at least my, my mom thinks so, but she still hasn't reviewed it on iTunes yet. So. But anyway, thanks for your time. Just just check it out, the Henshin Dad Podcast. It's on Anchor, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, Okay, okay bye! And we're back. It's it's time, boys. It's the the reason we we have convened tonight is that we all played a game uh, that I think uh, for the most part we enjoyed. Uh, I, I hope I I think it's pretty rad. Josh put a a, a, a GIF 
mm-hmm. the Discord saying it's totally rad. Um, but uh, uh, well, I, I I put the gif that just said totally rad because you said it was rad, and rad just makes me think of nineties stuff. And it had shredder. Mike, on you it. were like right on the edge, like ready to say something. What what's no, going on? No, I just knew you. That's what it was from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Josh. It's shredder, dude. Totally yeah. rad. Um, but yeah, so we played control. So let's let's run over some of just like the the more like boring details real quick here. I, I wrote some stuff down. Uh, it was developed by Remedy Entertainment, published by Five Hundred Five Games. Uh, it is available on at, on a laundry list of uh, platforms, including ones I didn't even know existed. But I don't know everything, so that's not a huge surprise. Three DO, not not that far back. Windows, PS Four, Xbox One, Luna. What the heck is Luna? Isn't that I Amazon? Think, yeah, yes, oh, yeah, Amazon's. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't it's know if it's thing. still a thing, but yeah. I have no idea. I thought that was just like called Amazon Games or something, but shows mm-hmm. what I know. Again, not infallible. N- no perfect knowledge here, boys. Um, Ouya, Switch. Not Ouya, but yeah, it is on Switch. It's on PS5. Is it really? Uh, no. It, it is via cloud streaming, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, how can a Switch run this? Um, that's crazy versus okay. yeah it's a they they call it the, the cloud edition or something like that gotcha. uh xbox series s and x and stadia it was released uh for the pc ps4 and xbox one august 27th 2019 for luna october 20th 2020 uh the ultimate edition and various iterations were released for the switch on october 30th 2020 uh, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, February 2nd, 2021, and Stadia, July 27th, 2021. So there we go. Uh, you know, and, and I just sort of like to get any sort of my baggage out of the way. I'm a huge fan of Alan Wake. I am vaguely familiar with Max Payne. Did not play Quantum Break, but I like pretty much it. Like, Alan Wake was rad enough and and I played Alan Wake just to sort of like when I was first getting into survival horror. So the same around the same time I was playing Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space. And like this is like this studio and Alan Wake is one of the reasons like I fell in love with that genre. And so this game, this game for me, like when I saw it coming out for PS4 and Xbox One, I was like, yeah. I want to play this. And then I heard there were some performance issues and I was like, well, I'm going to hold off. And I'm so glad I did. Cause I played it on my five on that, like 60 frames a second. Mm. And, uh, it was baller. That's, uh, <laughs> I had a blast. Um, indeed. Mm. Indeed. Mm. So, Micah, I, I'm going to, at this point in time, since you're here, uh, and I know that you probably have some like interesting questions and, you know, sort of things. I'm going to let you kick us off. I, I, okay. Well, how about we do this? How about we start with the first like few hours and our first impressions of the game? How about, how about we do that? Sort of go around and talk about sort of those three to five hours where you're getting into the Federal Bureau of Control. You're controlling Jesse Faden. You're looking for your brother, Dylan. The, the Bureau has taken him. There's this, you, know, you start learning all these crazy things about the director trench who mm. you get there just in time for him to kill himself and you take over as the director mm-hmm. and the hiss is coming in. You get the, um, 
the guns talking the, the to you. service weapon the the gun and well the gun's not talking to yet. you the board is talking to you no polaris is talking to oh. you but anyway we'll get into that um <laughs> but so yeah so anyway just you gotta throw up my hands so, i don't know <laughs> wait the jimmy world song no, I'm just kidding. Correct. 100%. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, um, Dorian, let's go to you. Like you're, you're getting in, you're, you're, you're getting used to the gameplay and the controls and the action. What do you think in, in the first like handful of hours? Well, um, to be honest, like when I first started the game, I actually had no intention of playing the game at that time. Okay. But uh, I think it was one night uh, downloaded it on my PS5 and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, let me uh, just fire it up, see what it looks like. I was probably playing something else at the time, but I fired it up and, you know, I'm just kind of like, all right, let me play this for a few minutes before I go to bed or something. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, all right. Walking into this building. Let me play with the graphic settings a little bit. Oh, okay. Ray tracing on, ray tracing off. Cool. And I'll stick with the 60 FPS. I mean, oh, okay. Let me go down this hallway. And then you you go, you get to the part where the the old director, I guess he uh, kills himself. And he's just like, oh, okay. Well, let me just, you, you kind of get sucked in a little bit. And, uh, so I knew kind of what somewhat I was in for because I did plan on playing it at some point. Um, but, you know, since you got the Ultimate Edition for free uh, on PS5, I was like, yes, I definitely want to play it here. And then um, so my initial impressions of the game, um, I knew it was going to be, you know, like a third person action type shooter. But as I, you know, was going on and, you know, started getting these weird, you know, powers and, you know, especially with the uh, what is it called? The uh, main the mainstay of the game. Uh, tip of my tongue, you, you, you know, you telekinesis and you throw things, you know, that's yeah. always fun. Never gets old. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, oh, all right. Uh, this is kind of fun, you know. The, some of the some of the enemies are, at least from my perspective, kind of generic. They're just kind of red and whatever. But at the same time, you're intrigued. Like, okay, what's going on here? So you know, it just mm -hmm. kind of keeps you playing. Um, and then it just gets weirder and weirder from there. Um, so, but yeah, those are my initial impressions. Say, like the first you know hour or so. Um, kind of what I gather. I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is a game. I think I'm just going to keep on playing. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's some lore there. Uh, uh, I, I'll jump ahead just a little bit here. Like with the lore, I knew this was one of those games where it was probably tied to an achievement or something or trophy or something. I, I didn't platinum the game, but, you know, just like reading the, uh, you know, picking up notes and things and like, okay, what's going on here? Trying to piece things together. Um, I, I may have something to say about that later, but um, yeah, basically probably about halfway through the game. I don't think, I, I don't think I'd, I'd read everything. I just kind of collected it and moved on. Yeah. But uh, you know, so, but yeah, all that to say, the gameplay felt pretty solid. Um, I knew the the gunplay was a little weak at first, but I knew this was a game where you constantly upgrade weapons and things. So I knew like, okay, I'm not going to judge this like immediately until I get some better guns type thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. How about you, Amazing Josh? What was your first impressions uh, of the game the first few hours? He's just grinning because like, he's like, I love being called Amazing Josh. I mean, this is awesome. Thank you. Uh, 
You know, it's interesting coming into this game. I actually didn't want to play this game. This was not a game mm. I voted for in our little, you know, thing. And uh, but I sucked it up and said, "Okay, I've got it. Let's play it." And I, I think I said in the Discord, I just don't like games that are have like a it's creepy, you know, ambiance mm. to them. It's just not my it's not my cup of tea. Um, easily frightened, let's say. But as I got into the game, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I, uh, I definitely. The X Files is what struck me that that mm, that sense of sure this is a government operation gone wrong. Um, what's going on in here? Um, I liked Jesse Faden as a character. I think she's one of the reasons I kept playing. Well, besides our group just doing the game together, um, like I enjoyed even some of the humor with her. Like you get to hear her thoughts as she's talking to like the Emily Pope or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, I just liked those little elements of humor or just comments she makes. Um, but and then obviously, like Dorian was saying, I liked some of the the launch abilities, the telekinesis launch abilities. Launch, um, couldn't think of it. Yeah, there no, you go. you're good. Well, I, I, I mean, they instead of just calling it telekinesis, everything's like the 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 guns have weird names. It's like spread, scatter, needle, and I'm like the, the service weapon. You know, it's like it's like service. it's like well, and it's <laughs> it's just like there's all sorts of like weird names for things, and I'm like that it doesn't make anything easier. It's just like I used to call it the yoink and yeet. Um, it's like you yoink stuff and then you yeet it. And I was just like, I was like, yoink, yeet. And uh, I didn't I see that in the that. game anywhere, but yeah, I guess that's good. <laughs> Wait, hey, uh, amazing job. Speaking of creepy, uh, so I played this game on a 5.1 surround system. So oh, now, oh. now here's the thing. I knew this game wasn't like Resident Evil or anything, so it no. didn't really creep me out. But mm-hmm. I have, and you all know what I'm talking about. There's one particular enemy in this game that just gave me the chills. Okay. And it is that little, uh, when you get in a, I forget what section it is, but the rock, the, sporadic you know seizure having rocks those things creep me out every time because you know you walk by them the screen starts shaking and then because i'm playing on five speakers i got this thing going behind me and i'm like running and it's almost the it's almost the equivalent of you ever played resident evil uh what was it resident evil four do you remember the first time you played that game and you turned around and ran, but you knew the chainsaw guy was behind you? Oh. That's how it felt, except you couldn't kill the rock. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, man, it is. Yeah. Well, it, and it's, it's unsettling for sure. Yes, like the unsettling. whole tone of the game is. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I never trusted like anyone, like even Emily. For most of the game, I'm just like, something's going to happen. She's going to turn because she's like too bubbly to be in this game. Something's wrong. No, she's okay. But I, I just, I, I could never feel comfortable with anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's yeah, so- like, well, I was just going to say real quick that that's like kind of what I loved about it is that it mm-hmm. wasn't like a, a, like an intense, like in your face, like it was just sort of this like low level existential dread the entire time. And I was like, kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's definitely like the atmosphere is well, when you go wild. into like an open room, like a high ceilings, and there's just like a dozen people just floating in the air, and it's just oh, silent. Yeah, Otherwise, sure. it's just like, yeah, that's super creepy, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I cut you off there, Josh. 
Not no, trash, was, Josh. Amazing, Josh. Thank you. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I, I appreciate that too, Micah, just the idea of like, the game kind of throws you into it. You don't really know what's going on. These people are, you know, levitating in the air. You don't know why. Why is she here? Why is it called control? Maybe we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I think the game does a good job with that. As it continues, I'm sure we'll talk about this. I wonder how well it does at fleshing some of those things out. But initially, it was, it was a pretty good impression, even if you don't like that kind of game. Yeah, well, before we go into the story and dive kind of deep into to what's there, uh, I want to talk about just kind of settling on the gameplay and, mm-hmm. and just sort of what we thought about the the gameplay loop, the action. You know, it's a it's an action heavy game. You know, a lot of a lot of shooting, um, a lot of running and gunning, a lot of floating and launching and shooting, and um, pretty cool action set pieces. You know, mixed with some exploration. Um, you know, they have the map there, which may or may not have been helpful. Uh, so, uh, Trash Josh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to you. What, what did you think of the gameplay loop, the action, kind of the, you know, pull, pull, pulling the triggers? I, I, and, and- I'm sorry, Josh, that you've been dubbed Trash Josh. <laughs> I, I love it, actually. I feel like a raccoon over here. I mean, digging through my trash. Uh, no. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I, I'd say that's that's also, you know, in, in addition to like just kind of the the curiosity as to like, where is this actually going? Because I have no idea what's going on. Um, the the gameplay itself definitely hooked me like early on. And, and I'm not big into first person shooters. I enjoy that. I, I, I've probably said this a number of times on the podcast before, but I feel like I just played a ton of them in high school like when they got super popular with halo and halo 2 and in a little bit of call of duty and stuff like that 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 like i kind of just left that behind because it's like different iterations of that same thing so i don't play very many first person shooters and i mean i guess this is a third person shooter but still um the, this so i i did like the the normal gameplay loop itself i thought it was pretty solid now i had also actually from one of our previous episodes when we talked with uh michael baumeister he had mentioned how he just upgraded like a bit of his guns and then mostly just his launch ability. And I did that and I felt like it made the game not so challenging. I'll put it that way, which is fine for me cause I'm not great. Um, but uh, so, so I didn't like branch out very much. I didn't look into a bunch of different builds and things like that. Like I'm, I kind of had my mainstays and when you upgrade launch, like, it does a ton of damage. It's good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a bit OP. Um, but, so, okay. So I do think the core mechanics of the game, uh, and, and I like, you know, we've mentioned on previous episodes, you do have to always keep moving. It feels a little bit like Doom in that regard. Not nearly as intense, but it's still just like, it keeps you on your toes the whole time. I, th- I, I, think, w- the, I think the best thing to, to describe it real quick, sorry to cut you off, Josh, no, um, is it, it feels like an X-Men game. Like so, like someone took like Jean Grey uh, and gave her a gun. Jean Grey oh. simulator. That is you know? good. That is, yeah, man. There you go. But sorry, that, go, go ahead a- with your thought. Oh, that's great. I, I was just going to say, I do feel, and it's it's a fairly short game, but I do feel like if you are mainlining the story, which is what I did, um, so this could be my fault, that it does kind of eventually fall into feeling very samey of just like, go over there and get the thing. Um, you'll, you'll have this, you know, area. There were only a couple bosses. Most of them were just kind of like um, areas where you fight a bunch of enemies. Um, 
go get the thing. Okay, come back. Okay, now go get the other thing in this new area. Okay, now come back. Okay, now go get this other thing in this new area. It, it did not quite, it wasn't quite stale because I enjoyed the loop, but it did feel like, eh, I don't really, as I got more and more lost as to what was happening in the story, I didn't feel as much of a connection to kind of go do the thing and come back kind of a thing. But it never, it never totally lost me. Like I still enjoyed what I was playing. Nate, how about you? We haven't heard from you a whole lot. Um, I would just say like, uh, I thought the combat was excellent. I mean, you know, I, I would sort of agree with the assessment in a lot of ways. It did remind me of doom 2016 where it's like this constant, it, it, when that game, when you're playing it well, it feels kind of like a bit of a bullet ballet. Only this is a tele telekinetic ballistics and bullets ballet. Um, you know, the, the, the constant, like sort of like grabbing stuff and then flinging it at guys and then like wheeling around on another dude, like ripping down shields, you know, uh, for me, um, and you know, and I, and I, I got the platinum, I did a hundred percent on all the DLC and stuff. So I, I experienced like a, a lot of the game. I put like probably like 50 ish hours into it. Um, I didn't actually look at my, my game clock, but I had a ton of fun and I had a ton of fun the entire time, uh, because just, you know, yeah. Uh, launch becomes sort of a, it's a staple. It's, I mean, it's, you're, you're constantly, well, I, I love that you can constantly like with launch, um, and this goes into the like destructive environments and things like that. You can just like, I don't have a, a water cool. It's like, I'll just take a chunk from the wall. Boom, it's mine. Now mm -hmm. I'm shooting it at you, mm -hmm. you know? And, and just, you'll, you'll, you'll have a, um, an action set piece, like in a big hall or a big room or whatever, you know, you know, waves of guys, you know, 10, 15, 20 guys come in and then you're done. You like look around and it's like, there's papers everywhere. There's just trash. It's just the place mm -hmm. wreck. That's like, yeah. dang, this is kind of, that was kind of cool. Well, you know? And it's like, yeah. I, especially when you upgrade launch, I'm just going to like, and maybe, the, but like yanking a, a forklift <laughs> and like <laughs> chucking that at somebody super satisfying. I'm like, Hey, have a forklift. Um, but <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I, I thought, like my my primary weapons, like I pretty much stuck with spin and pierce the the like the mm -hmm. submachine gun and the sniper rifle yeah. sort of attachments. Although I did use scatter a good bit too, which is the shotgun one. Yep. And I mean, I, I found outside of those three, everything else I thought was like kind of like eh. But it just like it as far as just like a a gameplay experience. Like you go into a room. Uh, and just like sort of that, that arena ish feel where it's like, you're constantly moving around, you're grabbing stuff, you're, you know, ducking. And I, I don't know, it's honestly some of the best feeling combat I've experienced in a third person action sort of shooter. I don't, I don't know. It's like, it, it ranks up there for me. And the more I think about it, um, the higher I can, like, I, I want to put it on our top 100. I just don't know where yet. But it, it, I just like the the combat is so good that, yeah. After a while, like the because the story kind of lost me after a bit because, but I didn't care because I was having so much fun. I was just like, yeah. oh, give me a new set piece to like sort of rip around in, and then I did come back to the story and, and like you know, and there were some interesting hooks. But I was like, 
man, the combat in that game is so satisfying. Like that, that gameplay loop is so stinking good. And they, there's a constant, like there's sort of a, there aren't a ton of enemies, but there's like enough of a trickle to adding like new types. That it's like, just when you sort of hit like mastery with like, okay, like I've got like the generic dudes and now I've got the dudes who launch rockets and I've got these. Uh, and then, oh, now there's big dudes with shields and miniguns and oh, there's invisible people. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and there's this constant like trickle there that I was like, man, like it, it always kind of kept me on my toes. Um, and with the DLC, they add in like a few more enemy types that like can be really pain in the butt ish. Um, mm. But I more just, so than the than the healing pulse balls. Oh, dude! I actually, <laughs> oh you know what my favorite strat? Like just like seize was the other like power that I used yeah. a lot of. Mm-hmm. Getting those the pulsing glow balls down and then seizing them and then like just like going like straight up like Rambo on everybody, just walking around, just shooting people in the face. Like, I don't care. I'm invincible, you know, because it constantly heals you then. And it's like, Oh, oh I never did wow. that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I didn't I think do that either. It's easy, Josh, like you were saying, you sort of, um, you sort of found your couple of powers that you like and you, and you stuck with them. I think there is a, a, you know, like a lot of games, I think breath of the wild is one, you know, you experiment with all of the, um, I mentioned Breath of the Wild because you guys just talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. You, you experiment with a lot of the weapons, you're going to get some really kind of beautiful medleys coming together for as far as action gameplay goes. Yeah. Um, and it really mixes up in a nice way. And if you keep swapping it up, or like, okay, now we're going to use this, you know, we're going to change it to spin now or whatever. Um, yeah, it just kind of mixes up in a nice way and, and, and gives it a different sort of, uh, sort of spice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Sweet. That's good to know. I did enjoy that seize mechanic, though. That was that was quite pleasurable toward the mm-hmm. end of the game. Just to see, I need a little more help in this combat. Hey, I'll just take one of you guys. You help me out. Yes, it's like, and now you're my friend. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna die yeah. quickly, but still, you're my friend. I think um, I think one of the strengths of this game, and it's something that I probably appreciate the most about it. One of the things that I enjoy the most about the game, and why I I kind of hold it in a high regard. Mm-hmm. is the environment and the atmosphere of the oldest house. Mm-hmm. And I'm always a fan of games, 3D games that can put you in a singular place. I think of like the original Resident Evil, you know, there's the mansion or Resident Evil 2, there's the police station primarily. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. you go to the sewers and other places, but you're primarily exploring the police station in Resident Evil 2. In Control, you're exploring the oldest house and it's this it's this like nondescript building from the outside. You would think it looks like a normal building, but on the inside, it's just this like limitless dimensions and pockets of rooms that don't hold to the properties of like the outside world of what we are like perceiving and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I really like the setting of the oldest house. So um, any, any thoughts there about the environments and the tone of, of the oldest house? Huge and sterile and dark <laughs> and uh um yeah especially uh you know get earlier earlier in the game when you you know kind of clear out a section or cleanse it you know you see kind of the the environment kind of shift and change and at that point you're still kind of trying to figure out like what's happening um mm-hmm. but, it, but it is interesting um uh yeah and i think um 
Yeah, it, it, like with the atmosphere and things, I think at one point I was playing the game and I realized, like, am I going to be here the entire game? And I kind of knew that I was, but because of the combat and, you know, some of the scenarios you find yourself in, um, and then, of course, just the sound design and everything, I think it just kind of kept me there. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then, of course, when you when you interact with some of the other characters and you see, uh, you know, kind of like what Jesse is thinking, um, it, it, it's just it. It sounds very simple on paper when you put it that way, like, yeah, it's taking place in one one location. Not a location is huge. Yeah. Well, um, it has all these sort of. um uh different different like departments or whatever like yeah. there's like you go see langston he's over he's like the panopticon supervisor right. or whatever he's this kind of like pervy guy whatever you know like kind of a, a lonely dude and and it's like you it, there, there's these like set pieces you keep coming to like the guy staring at the refrigerator if you came across that yeah for example. yeah 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 there's all these little things that kind of like man what is this what is this room about? And that I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And then even, uh, I, I believe this was part of the DLC, but, um, when you go, um, I don't remember if you go underground at first, but the foundation, the foundation, and then you pretty much spend quite a bit of time in the astral plane. So that was, mm -hmm. uh, the astral yeah, that, pockets that and, the, and the and astral foundation. Pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so that that was pretty interesting. Um, some of the challenges and things that they had there. Uh, I like, you know, go on. Well, I was just going to say, like, yeah, in the office building stuff. So, like, you have the offices and the mail room mm -hmm. and stuff. Yes, it is very, like, sterile. But then when mm -hmm. you start getting into, like, some of the extra facilities, like the furnace room, I'll be honest, yeah, like, you've got, yeah. like, a furnace, like, that is basically some sort of fire thing that you mm -hmm. have to feed. And it's like, okay, weird. Like, and then it's yes. like, you go down and it's like, you need to clean out the pumps and it's like, oh, you got to You got to break up the clog. Only the clog is like some sort of cosmic poop demon thing. Like, and it's like, <laughs> we like, Owen, there's like, we can't forget about, can't forget about the mold. Well, and I was, I was going to get there. Like, but it's like, there's all this stuff where it's like, you have a mold problem and by mold problem, it's like, oh, people are becoming like, it's turning people into mold and they're like mold zombies. And it's like, but it's, it's one of those things that it's really interesting because it, I think, and I, I have to assume it's semi-intentional, but like they sort of like take these things that might be a problem in like an office or a warehouse like you know you got to maintain the furnace and all of a sudden it's like oh we're going to turn the weird up to 11 on this thing and it's like and that is it it adds to like because there's all sorts of like this normal right it's like normal office building yeah okay like weird rooms pop up but it's still office building this is a cafeteria there's a giant thing here and it's like and all those parts are kind of like okay this is interesting and it's like oh sentient furnace oh you know and it's like and, and you get into the the panopticon and it's like oh th this is like a giant underground vault where all sorts of like really weird and dangerous stuff is hanging out mm -hmm. and then when you understand what the fire breaks are and then like going to the quarry and it's like there's like also like it's like this thing gets like big and weird and it but it's 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I do like the juxtaposition of sort of, especially in earlier game, in, in the early stages of the game, where it's like kind of this, like it's normal until like, oh no, this is not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we haven't even mentioned Ati the janitor. Sure. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say I was curious of Amazing Josh's uh, thoughts on the environment, considering this isn't really his cup of tea kind of game. Yeah, uh, I appreciate your question. I, I think uh, it does a really good job at, at, at kind of atmospheric storytelling. I mean, it's using the environment. I mean, obviously, literally, you have to go explore the environment, read paper, read documents, read boards, you know, whiteboards or whatever. You have to read these things, not, not only solve puzzles, but to understand the story. So I thought the game, it, it did give a good sense of place, a, a sense of history in some sense of what's going on in this place. Mm-hmm. I thought the characters were interesting. Sometimes they were a little stiff or a little wooden, but I mean, mm-hmm. Jesse wasn't uh, and her brother wasn't, but some of the, Ati was weird, but there's some characters that were just a little, I, I, you could have used more there. You're kind of playing a stereotype, you know, but. Mm-hmm. On the whole, I thought the the game has a very interesting setting and a very interesting place. Um, like I said before, so. Well, I you know, and I I think maybe you were getting there. I do want to hear everybody's like Ati was weird. <laughs> like, I mean, like Emily Pope is is sort of like bubbly, but it's just like she's very like single track. It's like you meet the the head of the security, and it's like these characters are like a lot of them are fairly two dimensional aside from Jesse and Dylan. Um, you, you know, what, how about Casper darling? He's what you think of him? All the, all the live action uh, sequences with <laughs> uh, Dr. Darling. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, I didn't like those as much as I like the, uh, the, the weird puppet show thing. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That I mean that yeah that felt like like I was gonna say I guess more like Twin Peaks or something like that where it's just like intentionally weird and out of place just to be weird and out of place like like why did they have to do this as a puppet show no reason just because just oh go on I'm sorry where oh I was just gonna say I I I think that's flipped like with the with the stuff with the scientist Casper Darling that right I'm thinking of the right person. This scientist guy, whereas those were like intentionally live action shot to make it feel more normal, even though they were weird. Like it, it was almost kind of a reverse way of doing that concept. And I thought in general, I liked him up until the end where he started getting kind of creepy, singing about Jesse being a weirdo. Yeah. Those things kind of reminded me a little bit of the, uh, the little cartoon um you remember bioshock every time you got like a new power they would have this oh. little cartoon that would show yeah. you how it works and but it was like mm-hmm. in a really funny cartoon type you know draw uh, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like that kind of yeah. humor to me just like in this you know you have no idea what's going on you're in this kind of weird situation you know but then just in this little corner here, here's this funny puppet show. But about it, you know, it's not just funny puppets; it's like deranged puppets. <laughs> yeah, deranged. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't think you know what. I don't think I came across enough of them to. Don't get me wrong; that like now that I'm remembering mm-hmm. it, like yeah, it was pretty deranged. But I don't think I came across enough of them to, uh, you know, to really like 
have that as my first thought about them deranged. But now that you mention it, yeah. I, I was just going to say, Dorian, you, you not on the weird puppets, but the idea of like the game, um, you were mentioning Bioshock. The game, I thought, did a pretty good job of introducing new concepts to you. It would mm-hmm. take you to, I don't know where that place, was that the astral plane or where that was? It mm-hmm. would take you to, to teach you how to do you know, yeah. this or do that. I, I, I don't know. I appreciated it like helping me learn how to play the game. And then at the end, expecting yeah. me to use all of those abilities to then fight those final levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, felt, I felt like I was getting better at the game and uh, I was equipped to do what I needed to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it does, Absolutely. it equips you for that cumulative test sort of at the end as some of the, the final bosses and stuff get really tough. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about gameplay a little bit. We talked about the environment. Um, I guess let's try to tackle the story and what we understand of it. Um, I've got some thoughts and some theories that I've just sort of cobbled together on my own, mixed together with some some YouTube clips and stuff. But I, I want to hear, I guess, what you guys think. Um, uh, Josh Broccolo, let's start with you. Uh, what, what did you, I mean, when I finished the game, I felt like, I understood mm-hmm. like twenty percent of the story. <laughs> like, when it roll crash, I'm like, I, yeah. I, my mouth. I'm like, okay, that's it. Well, okay, all right. Let's internet mm-hmm. time. Okay, so, so we we've sort of at this point in time, if anybody's still listening, I think uh, we haven't really spoiled anything up to this point. So spoiler warnings, full bore, like. You have been forewarned because at this point in time, like we are talking story and it's, it's about to get real weird. Um, <laughs> but you might not even understand it or you might play the game and not recognize any of it when you actually play it. So, cause actually Micah, I listened to your episode on, on, uh, the reform gamers back when y'all okay. did that episode on contact and y'all went into the story. I didn't remember a lick of that okay, when I okay. played through the All game. Right, <laughs> so. Uh, none of it. I didn't feel like anything was spoiled the entire game because yeah, I didn't it, it, feel it, like I understood crack. a lot of so, it. Anyway. But, but yeah, Josh, go, like, what, what? I mean, uh, I guess you want to talk about certain characters or certain aspects of the story, or like, where, where do you want to start? I guess maybe. I mean, so um, I, I, well, like we, like we've said so far, I do think the the game is like it leads you on enough to continue. It gives you enough breadcrumbs to want to continue. Um, and, uh, I, I do think, yeah, since we're, since we're talking spoilers, I do think it was a very good idea to end this game, uh, with saying that there's more, like not trying to conclude anything with this game because it did not feel like a conclusion. Um, you know, the, the fake out ending I thought was pretty great because I was just like, what? no idea what just happened and it doesn't feel like it ended um at all but then uh then it fakes you out so then it's like okay there's more it'll explain some sort not really um <clears throat> so i i and again as someone who pretty much mainlined 
the game. After a while, I stopped doing like side quests and stuff like that, which now I'm kind of like kicking myself because apparently some of the best content was in that was in the side quest stuff. But also I didn't like I would look for collectibles just because that's how I play video games. Is I look around rooms and stuff like that. I I attributed yep. I guess JRPGs and stuff like that. They always well. have you looking around. <laughs> so I got a bunch of Exactly. Like I remember walking through walls in the first Final Fantasy to get to certain uh-huh. places. I've played the first anyways. Um so like I'm looking around getting collectibles. I'm not reading any of this stuff. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm just gathering it. Um, so uh, I I don't think th- there's enough intrigue in the game to make you want to know what's happening, but the game does not explain hardly anything outside of just some broad strokes of hiss bad, hiss making people go crazy, defeat hiss. Your brother has the hiss. Your brother has the hiss. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's about for the most part what I gathered from this game. Uh yeah, I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier about the lore and just collecting the uh, you know, various documents and things. And some of those documents, I mean, you know, granted I'm playing on a giant 65 you know, his TV here. So, you know, you could zoom in and read it, but there's so many of them. It, it just got to a point, like I said, about halfway through the game where I'm like, okay, they haven't served me all that well up to this point. Mm. I just want to play the game. Well, on the bulk of that what- stuff is, is merely just like it's flavor. Like, okay. yeah, I'd say 80% it's- of the stuff you pick up is flavor. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that I look at it as, as one of those things where it's like, you can get as deep into the lore here as you would like. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you know, and I'll bring a Bioshock again. Um, although there, there were some audio things, you know, in the game, like, you know, tape recorders or whatever lying around and video monitors and things like that. But one of the things I do appreciate about, you know, contrasting it with Bioshock is like, okay, you would pick up something and as you're still playing the game, you're listening to this audio mm-hmm. log. Whereas granted, it's a little more realistic here, you know, as real as control can get, you know, you're listening to an audio log and all right, I have to stay there and listen to it until it's over. Mm-hmm. Once it's over, then I can continue going mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, you know, some of those things were, you know, interesting. Um, but, uh yeah it's just one of those you know gripes some it it might you know it might be for some people like yeah i want to have a log of everything and i'm just gonna bam 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 read everything but um you know even as someone who was really into that stuff it was a lot okay yeah and and josh i'm like you man i'm going you know i just go around the perimeters you know x x x x x x x you know just looking for stuff like that and um you, you you oftentimes look for that stuff. You're looking for like special mm-hmm. bonuses or like a, mm-hmm. a tip, like a, a, a you know some sort of thing. Like oh, here's how I unlock that door. It's this. It's in this document. It, like like Nate said, it's just it's all flavor. It's all just like yeah, this is just lore building. Mm. You don't have to read this. You certainly can. It'll maybe add some context over here in this one department for this one character. Uh, but you don't got to read it. It, it. It's all that kind of stuff. And once you start realizing that to the, to your point, Dorian, yeah, you're just like okay, I don't need this. Let me just fly on through it. Just trying to play the game. So even as someone who was interested in all that lore, it got to be a yeah. lot, even for me. So yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. At the same time, 
I've never actually played Alan Wake, but I, it was fun to see Remedy weave in little allusions to their other games. Um, now, it sounds like, Nate, you've played some of that stuff, so mm-hmm. maybe you can appreciate it more, but I, I picked up a little bit. Just they were having fun with the creative process uh, and those things you could collect. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's... So that's definitely something that I appreciated and that they've pretty much confirmed that, uh, you know, Alan Wake and control exist in the same universe. But, um, you know, the, the, as we've been thinking about it and I watched some YouTube stuff, trying to explain this, uh, the, the most that I can sort of walk away with this is that it's some sort of like meta narrative on entropy and, uh, order and, <laughs> And I just was like, and maybe even a bit of a commentary, like I haven't, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I have an idea on what control is. And, uh, Hmm. maybe it's like the illusion of control, uh, like how this game is in some ways sort of, you know, attacking some of those preconceptions, but, or that we have about how much control we do have or don't have or whatever. I don't know, but like, I think one of the like i like the fact i'll I'll be honest i kind of like the fact that it doesn't need to explain away anything or the game doesn't feel like they need to explain anything they're just like nope this is uh yeah it's weird how about that and it's like (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know i like that if if i can if i can make some comments here is that one one thing as y'all were talking um i just have to reiterate um even all the flavor text i think it helps to create this world and the world itself is fantastic like no matter whether or not the story is an amorphous blob that you get throughout the entire thing like the actual like atmosphere of everything is is top notch um so i don't want to take that away from it um uh while i i I could see the threads of like they are playing with interdimensional beings and so you're not supposed to be able to understand them. Um, I I think that adds, again, adds to atmosphere, takes away from story. Um, And my my only counterpoint to you, you don't have to understand the story is that the problem is that you run into characters who seem to know a lot more who don't tell you anything including jesse herself it seems like she is making connections and she's constantly talking to herself it seems like she's making connections and understanding what's going on without telling you the player why or 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 what this is and so you're led to go on these like what feel like wild goose chases because someone understands why you need this thing to do this thing and what you're attempting to accomplish but it never gets translated to you as the player. And that's the issue that I have. It's like, what's, what, what, what's that, Jesse? I heard your thought, but what, what, what are you right. What about? is the context in which you're actually having that? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. It, it feels like <laughs> everyone else is in on it and you're not. So like, am I, just all you need it? to know is the player is go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and the, and like we said, I think the mechanics, the, uh, and the combat and stuff like that carries you through. So it's not like, it's not like you ever like get bored of things or, or I I never really got frustrated. I felt like it's going to explain it later and it just kind of doesn't. Yeah, see, I would kind of good. I would actually disagree with that. Josh. Okay. I think when Jesse's thinking to herself, that is 
one hundred percent the 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 voice of the player. Okay, the thoughts that's meant to be the thoughts of the player. You know, she asked, especially up front, like the the front half of the game. You know, she's like, should I tell her about? It? She's talking about Emily. Mm-hmm. Like she's talking about Emily Pope. She's like, am I going to tell about, about about Dylan? Not yet. That's so, right. So like, you're kind of in on it with her as 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 an audience member. So I feel like they put those in so you can sort of level set with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Well, and I and think like, okay, here's where she is. Go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say, I think a lot of times too, like she doesn't even like she's kind of just a participant more often than not too, because she doesn't understand everything. Also, like what she knows is that Polaris is sort of with her or helping her or guiding her or something. She kn- and it's yeah, it's like it's maybe it's a gross oversimplification, but his is bad. His is making people go crazy. Your brother has the hiss you need to fix your brother. And that's like mm-hmm. the the sort of like the driving impetus. And there isn't like, what is the hiss? What really is the hiss? And in, in a lot of ways, does it really matter if we know what the hiss is exactly other than it's bad and it's destroying, the, like in some ways. So I'll, I'll give you sort of like the 30,000 foot view. The Federal B- Bureau of Control exists to sort of protect the the mundane world from the paranormal Mm -hmm. and it in a lot of ways i think this has like a lot more in common with like lovecraft than it does um something like uh the the twilight zone even though there's a healthy dose of the twilight zone or the x-files in there and that part of this is that these they're constantly dealing with forces that are beyond them the board it's like the, up, the upside, the inverted pyramid, the, the, what, the one that you come to know as the other later on, um, you know, you have the hiss, like there are these entities that in a lot of ways you can only understand in, in like, in a way, in a very sort of fragmented sort of comprehension. So it's like, I, I don't know, like, I think there's nothing to know there because it's in a way. And this is going to sound like maybe this is just me sort of like blowing smoke up my own rear end here. But it's like you you don't know it because there's nothing like you can't know it like and and almost like sort of a Lovecraftian sort of attempt at sort of like the transcendental horror, the, the horror of the transcendental or not transcendental, the, the horror of the other, mm-hmm. the horror of like the, the supernatural. Like, go ahead. Oh, oh sorry, Nate. I was going to think, I think the name control or even the federal bureau control is kind of ironic toward the end because you have, isn't it, am I, am I correct in thinking it's kind of a story of uh, how things got out of control um, with this bureau and they have to then begin exploiting Dylan and Jesse. Isn't that what happens? They mm. begin realizing that maybe they have uh, access to something or a, a new power or something they want to keep under wraps. And, and so they start exploiting Dylan and they want to exploit Jesse. And, uh, and so really it's a story of them losing control and is it Jesse trying to regain control and no one really has control of the situation. It seems like, so, um, it's just funny because mm. I actually work mm. for the government, federal government too. Mm. And the amount of hierarchy, federal employees and, unite. Yeah, I know the amount of hierarchy <laughs> and rules and procedures that we have that was displayed in this game through all the documents you go through and how clearly no one has control over this thing. Uh, it's just hilarious to me. I just really enjoyed that part of the story. So, 
I mean, like, yeah, the the fact that like even like it, it it was weird to me. I was like, man, the bureaucracy. bureaucracy uh, Nate talk pretty someday. The bureaucracy is strong with the the FBC. Um, I was like, man. Uh, but yeah, I I don't like. I think and so, like I'm very comfortable, especially knowing that there's going to be a sequel. That this is just like it's weirdo land because it's weirdo land. And like, maybe we'll get some more answers, but like, it's like, I think this is in some ways, like, this is like sort of humanity's last stand against the unknown. And it's just like, but I I, I don't know. I don't have, I don't, I don't think there's a ton there to like dig out. Like, I think the, the actual point of the game is like the story of Jesse and Dylan and her, like, and honestly, I think it's a little clumsy between them. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I, mm-hmm. I think that that it gets a little clumsy, especially like because like there's a lot of stuff there that's just unresolved and not really explained. But I don't know. I don't know. You'll probably be able you to guys brought them up in earlier. <laughs> you guys brought them up earlier, but the janitor Ati mm-hmm. um, is probably the most important character in the game mm-hmm. yeah um <clears throat> so this guy uh i'm gonna zoom out a little bit and get like remedy verse um so you have alan wake obviously uh i have not played that game but i know some of the spoilers in it and stuff um i won't go in, into it there but he has a discovery about a, a body of water being an ocean and um ati and, and you know remedy is a, a finnish finnish ocean uh, god developer. Yeah, so Adi is the Finnish uh, god of the oceans or the depths or whatever. And if you remember, in, in Control, uh, Jesse flips the light switch and goes to the Ocean View Motel, mm. which has all these doors that you, some you can get into and some you cannot get into. <clears throat> and essentially, Adi is the janitor of all of the multiverses. And the Ocean View Motel is the hub through which you access all of them. Control is one. Alan Wake is one. There will be others once they produce more games. And uh, he he basically, he, along with Polaris, who is, just think of it as the inverse of the Hiss, um, the Bureau has harnessed uh, Polaris a little bit as far as like they had those, um, those HRAs, those Hedron Resonance Amplifiers. Mm-hmm. Those basically amplified Polaris's wavelengths so that it would protect him against the Hiss's wavelengths. And uh, so anyway, uh, Adi, along with Polaris, basically summoned Jesse to the bureau. It's like, hey, you got to it's time for you to come because stuff's going down. Um, Zachariah Trench put the slide projector back on and opened up this door to let the hiss in. And they're talking about like the, the, the thing about the hiss is like. Uh, when they take over your mind, it's just like you, you, you come up to their level and you're like zombified Polaris, the connection that she has with someone she had with Dr. Darling as well as Jesse is that it's more of like, let me meet you in the middle. So I don't drive you crazy. You don't go nuts. You don't go insane. Although darling kind of did. Um, you have more of a harmonious wavelength there going on with Polaris. Jesse does. <clears throat> so you're summoned to the Federal Bureau of Control to to take over as the director and basically help Ati with this one universe that he's having to clean up. Like when he when you first start the game and he gives you these kind of mundane tasks, you're cleaning out, like you said, Nate, the mold out of the pipes, like an, an interdimensional force. It's not just like, yeah, go 
clean the, the pipes. It's like, no, clean out this interdimensional force out of the pipes. And so now that he, it's sort of like a test. He's seen if you're, you're uh, able to do it. And once by the end of the game, you establish that, yeah, you can do it. He's like, I'm out. I'm going on vacation. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You know, so that's, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why you're brought there is just like, Adi's like, I'm, I want a vacation. I'm tired of cleaning up well, all this junk and it's getting out of control. And I think it's it, it something to note that's interesting about Ati is you go and interview for like, he brings you in he's like, oh, you're here for the interview. And he mm-hmm. takes you to the director's office. And, but then when you run into him again, he calls you his assistant, mm-hmm. but you're, right. At that point in time, Jesse is the director of the Federal Bureau of Control. So it's saying that the director is Ati's assistant. Like, you know, there's there's like like you have to do some jumping there. But like I think too, it's like, you know, I, one of the videos, I, I watched some videos and I was like, eh. But it talks about sort of entropy and and order. And in order to combat entropy, like the second law of thermodynamics is basic. uh, You know what? No, I'm not going to go there. But entropy, (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm just, I'm not. Um, That's probably why. Because one, I'm probably not going to do it right. But entropy, according to the laws of thermodynamics, entropy is always present. Entropy is always working at sort of basically tearing down. Um, you know, that's why elements, you know, that's why iron rusts, that's entropic force. And so you, you, in order to reverse entropy, it actually requires energy or work to be done. And so, you, you know, it's like, when you think about it, uh, like there are lots of jobs like garbage men or agents of order or, uh, the, the term that I, I saw was negentropy or negative entropy, like mm-hmm. basically. Um, so it's like, yeah, Ati's coming in and like, he's, he's basically, cl- yeah. Cleaning up this universe, like sort of like, uh, he's a, he's a cosmic janitor. Um, at least that's how it seems. I mean mm-hmm. that, or he's just like a really weird Finnish dude. <laughs> yeah nate it sounds like we saw some of the same material and i'm gonna shout it out gaming university yep. is the youtube channel that has a lot of this stuff that i was researching with um and yeah that's that was one of them that was that was a good video i i, I mean yeah. guys like if you haven't watched it i would recommend it it's just it's interesting it's mm-hmm. weird and well i just want to give credit where it was due because yeah. because we are taking a lot of thoughts from that um and and yeah i just wanted to give give the the right citation there for gaming university over on youtube um so, so amazing yeah, josh kind of, was going to uh, say something real quick Micah. Yeah. so sorry go ahead I, no yeah i was going to say just i think from a christian perspective i think one of the more satisfying points of the game i think doran you pointed this out earlier was when you go and you cleanse places you're bringing order out of chaos out of disorder um, there is something really resonant for me as a believer, just thinking this is what God is doing in the world. And as Jesse, you're going into this place that's very dysfunctional, disordered, and you're bringing back some control. You're bringing back some order uh, to this place. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that part, even though I didn't understand mm-hmm. the story fully. I appreciated that that sense of we're, we're bringing this place into where it needs to be, you know, be- better uh, than mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I, I yeah, I was sitting there uh thinking uh before we started recording, I'm just like this game in my mind, aside from the simple hiss bad, you know, and 
destroy his type thing. I'm sitting there thinking like, what kind of, oh, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of things here you can over-spiritualize. I'm sure there are, <laughs> but I'm thinking like, you know, Polaris, hmm, not really like the Holy Spirit, but sort of, but not really, but kind of, yeah, it, it, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to think too hard about this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and anytime you go to sort of like try and describe the Holy Spirit or like any member of the Trinity, there's always, yeah, it's real yeah. easy to like, just like say, oh, I've just stepped in a whole pile of heresy. So <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. like, like, you know, but um, I, I, I would say like a, a spiritual thing is like, whereas Jesse is sort of bringing, like you know a spiritual truth that maybe you can and and i don't think you necessarily need to always have like stuff like this but what i was thinking about is like how jesse brings order to the different control points throughout the the fbc right and in a way um you know the these are sort of like beacons little like beacons of order and yes ultimately god is sort of working to restore creation um, you know, and he, you know, one of the biggest movements was on the cross with the sun to restore creation towards sort of all of creation living with the grain of the, you know, of, of God's design. But I think in some ways, like as believers, we are called to sort of be a little like beacons, little, you know, the city on a hill, the lamp, you know, on a lampstand kind of thing. But it's like, we're, and it's not to say that we're supposed to be sort of like perfectly ordered. But like we are so like little anchoring points for for the kingdom in a way like that. And and so it's I think there's similarities like like Jesse, like we're not like psychically rearranging the world around us. But <laughs> it's like we, we do. I, you know, I think that like, you know, for believers, there is that sort of like we do sort of represent sort of bastions of order of negentropy, you know. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, just as we're talking about this, um, I remember, uh, you know, just dying a lot. And, you know, you have that screen of red, whatever that is, before, you know, loading screen. And, um, and you know, I think about when you run into all of the hiss, you know, you just have this red, you know, everywhere. And as I'm thinking about this, I'm just like, you know, you can kind of picture that like uh, the way that, you know, sin, if not checked, if not dealt with, if not repented of, how it will just, you know, I mean, it, it essentially takes over, mm -hmm. um, you know, like you look at something like, uh, you know, I'm reminded of like Romans 1, where, you know, God just gives them over, you know, you continue to just dull your conscience and dive into your sin. And then God just says, okay, here you go have at it, mm. you know, and they're unable to, you know, see the light. And um, so, you know, it's just a very, I guess, in my mind, like a visual representation. I think of, I think early on in the game where, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think uh, one of the floating, you know, corpses or whatever, um, I think she attempted to remove the hiss, but it wound up not, I think she, the, you know, the corpse is kind of, disintegrated or something i don't remember hmm. um but you know just thinking like you know 
only the Lord can cleanse someone of, you know, their sin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, you know, just a very mm. kind of a visual in my mind. To, uh, yeah, I think very visually, you know, yeah. when I, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, and, and just even, uh, uh, you know, talking to people about the gospel, you know, I try to help people to understand, you know, and like, you know, paint pictures for them, you know, give them analogies, you know, like, hey, listen, you know, I mean, you want justice, right? You know, or I'm sorry, you know, God, God's justice. I mean, when you look at the news, you know, you, you see somebody who's a criminal, you want justice, right? You look, well, God's, you know, same way, you know, think of it, you know, just try to make it real for people. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, so Dorian, I like that what you cool. said about the hiss and sin and everything. I, I'm not trying to make a, a Trinity Polaris or any sort of Holy Spirit connection either, but the hiss <clears throat> being connected to sin, it, it, it's actually pretty um, resonant, pardon the pun, uh, with kind of the, the themes and what they were going for with the hiss. And, you know, there, there again, the, the hiss is this like it's, um, it puts off this, it, it's all based on like, think like audio frequencies, Polaris and the hiss. That's kind of what they base off on. That's sort of the entities or the wavelengths of which they exist. And the hiss frequency, quote unquote, is one that's like, hey, you must, you must, um, you must accept my frequency or else there's nothing else. Like, there's nothing I'm going to do. You're, you're going to be like I, I, like I am. You're going to be and subsumed. On the flip side, yeah. And on, on the flip side, Polaris was more of a harmonious, um, a consonant sort of sort of wavelength where it, it 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 blends with you and 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 so yeah the hiss is like kind of that yeah it will consume you it is it is it wants all of you you know mm-hmm. well like 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 christ does obviously but but sin yeah it, it can't compromise with that it, it will consume all of you if, if you let it so I, I do like kind of that analogy of the hiss and sin um but yeah that, that, that's all i had yeah yeah almost like an intrusion versus you know, as Christians, like we were actually, you know, we, we realized that we were created to worship God. Like we were from the beginning, we were to be image bearers of God. That was our very purpose. And so like when we are restored back to that, it's actually in harmony with who we were created to be like following God is, is actually Mm -hmm. what we were created to do as opposed to the intrusion of sin that, that, um, Mm -hmm. completely takes over. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I, I've got another one, but this is, if this is a bridge too far, feel free to be like, okay, you're you're an idiot, just stop that. Um, but I, so I've watched a little bit of the 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 crazy YouTube theories and stuff, um, getting some more explanation, and I didn't realize how important that Ati was playing the game. And now, and and you know, the, as you look more into it, it seems that he has a lot more. He's a lot more powerful than he lets on during the game. And uh, the way that he leads you or leads Jesse in the game, um, again, stepping on, you know, maybe wading off into to some waters here. So hold me back if I'm go if I'm going into heresy. But I think often um, the way that God, the the way that He um, frames your life as a Christian is that you are no longer the the main character in in the story right you become a part of his grand narrative and uh, often you don't know why you're what he you don't know the reason that he's called you to certain things or to do certain things and there's so much more purpose in that that we won't even recognize this side of heaven 
Um, and I kind of felt that a little bit as Jesse is like, what you're having me do like these stupid mundane things. And it, it wasn't until after I finished the game, after I kind of looked into his character more that I'm like, okay, no, he, he actually like knows what he's doing. And, and he's, he it was much more in tune with the overall narrative of the game than I ever was. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's not too much heresy. There's a little, little point of comparison there. Well, no, I, I think that's that's sort of a, a legitimate sort of application of, I mean, yeah, yeah. It it's just like there I think what's what's always interesting when you look at start looking at this stuff, right? Is that you, you know, and I've heard it said different ways, but like all truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. And so when a story speaks truths about reality or about the world that that can only sort of reflect the true God's truth there. And so I mean you know you don't I think there at times there can be a danger where you're just sort of like you're you're looking for some sort of spiritual application out of like Batman or something like that which is probably a little dangerous but I think like when these themes sort of pop up and you're like, oh no, this reminds me of this greater truth. Like, yeah. And and I think there are some like good questions. And I I, I think, yeah, that that it's sort of like, well, Ati knows Ati has a much better idea of what's going on than Jesse ever does. And it is, it's a, it does sort of like image uh to us, like the, the same way, like you, you know, I think of like oftentimes. I just I come back to the, the that verse and I don't know where exactly it is. I know variants like different versions of it show up, but it's like where the Lord says, "My ways are not yours. My ways are above your ways." Like mm-hmm. y- you know, and it's like you can look at Job and where like like the Lord is speaking out of the whirlwind and sort of laying the smack down on Job and saying, "Like, can you tell me where the 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 storehouses of snow are?" Like, no, you can't. Oh, can you put a hook in Leviathan's mouth and drag him around? Oh, no, you can't. Like, you know, and I, and I think um, it's just like that, that especially in our culture, like there are these, <laughs> there, we, we sort of make this assumption that we are the masters of our own destiny way more than we actually are. Like I actually, I was talking with a guy at work and which lets you know just what kind of weirdo I am sometimes. And we started talking about like, and I basically looked at him and said, if someone is a materialist in their perspective and that it's just biological zeros and ones, I said, all they're doing is saying that what, what they can't actually, there's no grounds, there's no grounds for like any sort of moral argument because what they believe about the the universe and the cosmos is that it's just the biological zeros and ones working its way out. I said, this is what, whatever you would call evolution, whatever, maybe chemistry, whatever, like whatever force you want to sort of throw at this. I said, it's just the biological machine. And I said, like the only way morality makes any sort of sense like legitimately philosophically is if there is some sort of ultimate authority that decrees what is right and what is moral and what is good and i said as a materialist like but anyways i don't know where i was going with that but it's like i'm a weirdo and i like talking about these things 
So <laughs> I think they're good things to talk about, Nate. And one thing that go back to Ati that I I'm thinking about is uh, there's this verse from Isaiah that says, you know, about talking about Jesus for he grew up uh, for him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. And I think that's true of Ati in the story. It's I love what they remedy did in creating a character that really has no no form or beauty, nothing that you're like, I can't even understand what this guy's saying. And yet (laughs) also he's super weird looking. He's super weird looking. He's a janitor. He had no beauty. He has a very lowly profession. And yet he ends up being, as you look into it, and I haven't, but you guys have, the most important character in the whole story. And I think that's so true. Again, I want to over spiritualize here, but I think that's so true for with Jesus is that the world says, oh yeah, he was a nice teacher. He, he was, you know, he, he died on the cross. Okay. But he's actually the most important character of all human history. You know, he holds everything together, mm-hmm. uh, but it's easy to overlook him because he's not, he's not going in with guns blazing. He's not super cool. Like we think his cool is. So. No, it, it, uh, just a, just a couple of side thoughts here. Um, all I really remember about IT, you know, is the weird janitor. You know, you run into him maybe once in a while. He gives you his Walkman at some point, and you're just mm. like, oh, this is what he's listening to. And then I, uh, doesn't he go on like, I don't know, he kind of like, I, I still don't know what happened here, but he like disappears into the distance going on vacation. And then you're just like, at least for me, I'm just like, oh, okay. I guess he's gone. Well, uh, let me turn back around and, you know, that long hallway. <laughs> That's all I remember from Balati. I still don't get it. <laughs> How about the ashtray maze section right after he gives you the walk? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. And you go back to the ashtray maze, a, a room that I guess you may not have come to. I can't remember if you have to go there before, but you more than likely came to it. I don't know. Um, and you can't get through it if you try to go through beforehand. It just, it just keeps wraps looping around you around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frustrated the snot out of me. I had to go to <laughs> yeah, the internet. Yeah, it gives you two or three variations where you're like, oh, I can figure this out. You're like, no, it's just the same thing. Um, so anyways, you get the headphones. He gives you the music that he's been listening to. And Nate, as you alluded to before, the old gods of Asgard come on like this old like Halo 2 soundtrack situation where it's like this this metal comes on and just like, it's just a five minute action set piece where you just start ripping through dudes. Like what, what, what did you guys think about that? I thought it was pretty fantastic simply because it was like, it's such a different uh, section from, you know, from the rest of the game. Like you're essentially doing the same thing, but you know, like sound design and music changes the atmosphere period. You know, like, you know, you're still shooting and using your powers and everything, but just to, like it almost turns it from this uneasy, uh, you know, third person action, uh, Metroidvania. Cause I mean, you know, there, there, yeah, there's a bit of that. In it, it is one more yeah. or less what it is, uh, in a sense, um, into like, okay, now I have this, have this, you know, music playing rock music that's doesn't even fit the rest of the game and now it's just like it's almost like playing doom in a way but not quite but sort of 
You it's know, like it's just, your dad gave you the keys to his sports car as an 18 year old. <laughs> like, like you, you know how to drive. You've been driving for a little while. Yeah. So, and, and, but now you're, you're like, you're good at it. And he's like, here, go have fun. Yep. Go shoot and him it's up. Like the game is like, here, go have fun. Dude, that, I'll be honest. The ashtray maze, like, so cool part. And I could be totally wrong on this, but, um, cool part of the, uh, the AWE DLC you can unlock these two objects of power, Shum and Shum 2. And Shum 2 actually lets you go back through the ashtray maze again. Which, to me, I'm like, I and I'm actually thinking about it now, and I'm like, I actually pulled control off of my hard drive, and I'm like, dang it, dang it, I want to go back. I want to go back. Um, but like, honestly, that's like the best stinking set piece in the game. And it's like, there's a part of me that like wants more of that. Like I wish there was more of that throughout the entire game, but I think like the reason it is so punchy and so good is because it shows up that one time it lasts at like seven minutes or however long it is. And like, dude, like the whole, like the, the floors, just like chunks of the floor shooting out and like platforms popping up and dropping out. I was like, Oh, this is rad. Like, and then, yeah, it's, it's just cool. It's yeah, so rad. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. In a game where you don't feel very powerful for most of it, like to have this one little section where you do. Yeah. It is, it's almost like cathartic in a way. So I agree. They should not, they certainly should not have done that multiple times, but yeah, that, that part like definitely sticks out in my mind is like, Oh, that was super cool. Amazing. Josh, you're being quiet over there. Oh, I was thinking like Josh, your comment of not feeling powerful. I guess I, I didn't feel powerful in the game in terms of overcoming the hiss. Like I, I was like, I don't know what to do with mm-hmm. these, you know, this force. But I did feel powerful, like in terms of the mechanics with the okay. launch abilities. Like it, the game actually wasn't as challenging as I was anticipating it going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if you just level up launch and maybe try a few other things, I mean, it's not that hard to play. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not even very I good agree. at these games. So I was kind of surprised. Um, that I wasn't dying as much as I probably could have been, but mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, amazing, Josh. Did you uh, did you go from being like kind of nervous to just like yeah? Once you got to that, you know, <laughs> once you got to that section with the headphones and everything. Oh yeah, man. That, yeah, <laughs> the action is amazing, and uh, I, especially once you start learning your abilities, you just get into battle. You're like, I'm not going to use my shield mechanic. I'm just going to start throwing stuff at people. Like I'm going to start throwing people. Um, yeah. So it's like that. It's like that moment at Home Alone. Where it's like I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> you know? yeah, man. To me, that is the ultimate distillation of the entire game. Yeah, the 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 music doesn't fit with the rest of it, but it's the it's the environment, all the weirdness, the geography, yeah. everything, or, or the, the ge- uh, geometry. Excuse me. Um, it's the all the you know gameplay, the action, gunplay, launch, all that stuff. Mm-hmm you know, mix with kind of this weird set piece, the ashtray maze that you has been stumping you and you know, you kind of get past it. It's just, it's just a great, you know, culmination It's right before you go kind of finish the game and kind of do the last stint. It's mm-hmm. like, here, go have fun. Like I said, sort of the analogy with the uh, dad giving you the keys to the car, <laughs> but um, it just feels like a, a perfect distillation of what they wanted to achieve. It's like, here, this is the, the one sandbox where it's like, this is all your powers, all of our kind of art design and thought of the world kind of going into this one section. 
and just go have fun for a few minutes while this this awesome song plays in the background, you know. Now I'm curious I, I to know, that. like that was that section was fun and empowering, but the end, like the final bosses, not the not the last thing, but like those different uh, platforms you had to go on and defeat. I found those to be a little bit challenging or frustrating at times, but maybe that's just me. yeah. Yeah, that they were. It was. It's, there's some challenging parts for sure. You know, depending on um, what you leveled up and what kind of gun you're mm-hmm. using and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought, I thought it had a good level of challenge on it, especially, um, you know, trying to do some of those side bosses that are optional. You don't have to do um, some of those are, are really tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I just like the ashtray maze, like because I had listened to to different like spoiler casts and stuff and. I, I think like without playing the game, like that's that that is one of the things without really playing the game and having some of the context, like, yeah, we can sort of talk about story beats and theories. And it's like until people are really in it, like it's just going to go because it is just so. And again, I, I would use the word esoteric. It's just weird. It's just so like sort of out of any any sort of other game, like any game narrative wheelhouse that and 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 honestly, but yeah, I, I did hear about the ashtray maze and I kept kind of like, I was like, I know this is like sort of like the set piece and it did not disappoint. I was like, yeah. And I, I mean, like, yeah, the the music is sort of a, a because like the music and the sound design up to this is like really kind of ethereal, like it's sparse, it's it's there, but it's, it's just, it's sort of off putting. And then you put on this, like these headphones and like this, like yeah, this crunchy, like metal riff. It's like, like, and I was like, yeah, okay. I'm here. Like I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm feeling this. Like, you know, this is like, you know, like big action energy. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. Like, it's like, it's like turning on the backlog breakdown, you know? Well, oh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, that's that's kind and of that's why you're the amazing Josh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Wow. Now I I might be blushing a little bit, <laughs> just just a tiny bit. I don't know if you guys can tell. Um. So. Uh, it, um. You, you know, and I, before I guess we get into this, at some point in time, you know, when we do start to sort of wrap up the conversation, I, you know, you guys are all sort of familiar with our top 100 list. And I guess since we have you all on here, and I'm not saying that we're going to make a decision right away, but I mean, if if this goes on the top 100 list, where do you guys like just, and I guess we don't have the list in front of us, but where do you think it it, it would go? Like, Top 50, bottom 50, or would you put it on there at all? That's a really hard question. And I'm just thinking about my, uh, my six-year-old asked me the other day, daddy, what's your favorite game? I'm like, dude, I've been playing games for like 30 some odd years. (laughs) Like I got a lot of games. I have no idea. Like you, I'll get back to you with that. You think I thought about it since? <laughs> uh, I feel like it. I, I don't know. It kind of, speaking of like 30 odd years, like playing games, it, I think time will tell, right? Like mm-hmm. how does this game hold up? Maybe even as Remedy releases more games like this, mm-hmm. maybe they'll do it better. You know, we'll, we'll look back at Control and be like, ah, man, some of the stuff they did with storytelling was a little frustrating and stilted and 
they could have done better and they did better in control too. So, I mean, for me, it's probably bottom 50, if not even on the list yet, but mm. I don't even, I don't have the list in front of me, but I, would, I, I, can, I, wouldn't say I could agree three. with that. I could agree with that. Just like, you know, thinking about it uh, on a win. It, there. It's a really good point, Josh, about kind of time and letting it sort of sit there for a while <clears throat> and having more context. You know, it's sort of the conversation, uh, Josh, you and Nate had initially when you first created the list is like, well, what criteria are you using for the top 100? Is it impact upon release at the time or is it how well it holds up over time? Mm-hmm. You know, wh- wh- where are you putting the weight? That kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is something that we still, I mean, struggle with. Yeah, like, sort I, of balancing. I, I, yeah, I can see going back and forth and how um, you know time. He's can trying to tell me that punch out doesn't belong where it is. <laughs> 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 but for me, I love Control. It's one of my um, very favorite games in recent memory. Mm-hmm. So for okay. me, it's easy top 25 of all time for me personally i'll be honest it it, Um, it probably breaks my top 30 like the more i think about it like Mm -hmm. and i i think yeah it's not because the story is super great it's it's just so i had a ton of fun playing it and it's just like it like i mean like doom 2016 was the same way like the story in doom Mm -hmm. 2016 is dumb like who cares? I just want to like chainsaw and shoot zombies. And like, this is just a world where I want to hang out and, and like, I do enjoy the story, but like more than anything, I just feel like this is a game that if the story was better or a little more coherent or something, like it'd be a hard mm-hmm. lock, but yeah, definitely top 30. Anyways, I interrupted you, Micah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I was more or less done. I, I you know, I like it for the, the reasons, like you said, it's just stinking fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of the action loop and the, the, the launch and the gun combinations and all that stuff. I'm a big fan of it. Like I said, it's like a really good X-Men game, sort mm-hmm. of like you take a single X-Man and give them their own game and you got control. Um, and also, I appreciate it uh, at a deep level for the environments and the set pieces, like I said before, but also mm-hmm. for the story. You know, it's easy to, like you can... It's fine that we're not supposed to understand it all. You watch Inception or any Christopher Nolan movie for the first time. You're not going to understand it all. I still don't understand Inception. (laughs) You know, so like you go back and watch it a second time or a third time or whatever. Like, okay, I've got, I I, I understand this a lot more now. That's going to happen with Control or the more you dig into it or you go back and reread some of the collectibles that you skipped the first time. You're like, oh, I was talking about that and I understand what that is now. So it's like just peeling back and like layers of an onion for Control. You know, you have something like, I'll go back to Resident Evil 2 Remake. I mean, you can understand that story, no problem. That plot from, you know, it's very uh, direct and basic up front. And it's like, okay, but is it a good story? Not really. You know, it's pretty B-movie, schlocky, whatever. Control is so incredibly thoughtful. And every single detail is thought out. And there is a reason for it. There is a, like probably like a, a a scientific property behind it but behind why it is is that way in the story and is there's just some, there, there's a re, everything is placed for a reason it's kind of like Hideo Kojima's stuff it, it's that little thing is there for a very specific reason and um you can all dig into that if you want to it's all there in front of you if you want to go dive into it um will you get that upon the first playthrough no 
you're not supposed to. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of it. You can kind of go back into it and dig. There's more to dig into. And as you, as we're going to get with Control 2 and future Remedyverse games, um, you know, they're remastering Alan Wake so that you can kind of get roped into that. Uh, it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty cool situation that they're building over there at Remedy, I think. And I'm, I'm definitely on board to, sit, to, to sort of see what they're going to do with it all. Do you think that, uh, just a sort of a, a bit of a side tangent, do you think that Quantum Break, like if they can manage to get the rights for Quantum Break to release on in the PlayStation ecosphere, do you think they'd like to include Quantum Break in the Alan Wake control universe? I, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know because I've not, I've not played any Remedy game other than Control. Um, but hmm. from what I understand, they are, you know, like one of those doors in the Ocean View Motel is the Quantum Break door. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I could be wrong, um, but uh, I, I think that's all part of the Remedy verse, if you will. Hmm. Hmm. But I've not played it, so I can't say for sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that I think that you know, like I said, I've I've sort of wrestled with it because it it, it is hard to describe all the things like all of the different moving parts that I think really I mean it's easy like it's fun like I'm like gameplay loop is awesome like run around yoink a bunch of stuff eat a bunch of stuff shoot a bunch of like zombie dudes in the head like you know psychic zombies whatever but I think when so and, and that like I very much appreciate like that level of design but yeah there is something about that world that is very compelling and mm -hmm. i i think it's and, like and, and to to further qualify some of my thoughts real quick i'm sorry to no cut no, you no off, it's Nate, you know i think some of y'all may like raise your eyebrows and i said top 25 for me i put a huge emphasis on environment and setting mm -hmm. that is like 1b to gameplay for me it's like gameplay, narrative setting. Like I, I, I need that. Like that's why I love. Like I, I keep going back to Resident Evil Two. That set piece of the police station is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, the the oldest house is so good, in, in my opinion. You know what? And you know, I'll I'll let some other people chime in here in a second. But like, I don't know if I put setting or narrative sort of perspective as high. That might be like item three for me sure. but yeah. i think it is important and when a game really like nails that i'm i'm in and it you know sort of in some ways and it's like it's a bit of a stretch but i think in some ways this kind of reminds me a little bit of shadow of colossus and that there's a ton of stuff in this world that it's not on the top but if like and and it, there are a lot of questions that you're still left with but like there is some there's some some good mystery in there like there's good things just like like questions that sort of leave you going huh like and yeah. i appreciate that and and i i feel like like and granted it i mean it it it's it shows its age a little bit but i i think like the shadow of the colossus world it's like it's it it's, there are a lot of similarities there differences too like instead of in a office building gone you know an interdimensional office building it's like there's a giant deserted 
sort of like wasteland sort of thing to explore. But it's like you've got these big environments with like sort of these really interesting moments that sort of subvert expectation. And I kind of like, like I said, it's not as timeless, but I can definitely see like control. I, I think I look at it and it's like, in some way, yeah, this isn't a question that we can definitively answer. But I think like some of those same things, like if this game hits somebody at the right time, like this could be like a game that really like catapults like somebody like sparks somebody's imagination, like really sort of like pushes them to maybe look past just sort of like the games as mindless entertainment. Maybe. Hmm. I think this hmm. game has that kind of potential. I'm not saying that it will do that for everybody or that it, you know, but I'm saying I believe that control is the kind of game that has that potential. You know, I'm just imagining Shadow of the Colossus in an office building now. It'd be awesome. What that would look like. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, it just, uh, you know, it kind of plays into, so you have control, right? Um, You know, it's essentially a third-person action shooter genre or, you know, shooter Metroidvania. Kind of, you know, I don't know which, I don't know what actually sticks out more. but, But, so you have that you know, the fun factor in that. And then you have the aesthetic and the environment, right? I think with control, um, they work really well together. And I, 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 I thought of that because I'm thinking about something like, uh, like Metroid prime, right? So it didn't sell a whole lot and there's a lot of people who haven't played it, but I remember when that game came out and one of the reasons it stuck out to me or I, you know, I still remember it to this day is because, you know, the gameplay of course is, you know, the first person shooter, uh, adventure, you know, uh, type, you know, Metro platforming, that sort of thing. But because of the environment and the aesthetic that made you feel isolated and alone and trying to figure out this puzzle, that puzzle and shoot these space prizes and all that kind of stuff. It all worked hand in hand. For some reason, the combination, the marriage of those things mm. makes it stick out for me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as, you know, one of my top games ever. Um, you know, so control can probably do that for somebody, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd have to give it more time for me because like, you know, it, it, I guess, does it kind of stick out in your memory? Would you go back to it type thing? You know, um, you know, five, six years from now, like, oh yeah, control, man. I remember that. Like, I still remember it's still fresh, not fresh, but you know, it, 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 it um, you know, it sticks out, you know, <laughs> like, like you were saying, amazing jobs, like it, how it, how it'll, whether or not it stands the test of time type thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I definitely think there's potential for this to be a bit of a timeless game. But it it uh, is like I'm also very willing to say like, yeah, there's there's room for improvement here. I just mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of things that, that that control taps into that I think make it a pretty strong candidate. But that's also my opinion and subjective and all yeah. that that fun stuff yeah I, I, I think it's just in one this is the last thought i'll sort of wrap up with uh, at least from from my perspective is um it, talking about sort of like longevity and like it, it's important to analyze the impact that a game has upon release 
um, because it, you know, it may be do, doing something new at the time. And then four years down the road, it's just not again, going back to what Josh was saying about time and, and letting stuff breathe. Uh, but you, you do need to take that into, into account. I think you do need to take into account that the impact that it had on the genre or on the medium or how it pushed things forward for the, that particular genre, for example, uh, you do have to take that into account. And yeah, control three is probably gonna be way, way, way better than control one. Of course, you know, it's going to have, you know, more bells and whistles. It's going to look better. It's going to run better. They're going to learn from their gameplay mechanic mistakes and stuff like that that they did in the first games. It, that's just how games work. You know, in movies, it's the opposite. Usually the sequels are, are worse, but for games, it's like sequels get better and better and better. You know, so like you, it's always that, yeah, Uncharted 3 is better than Uncharted 1. Well, duh. But what impact did Uncharted 1 have on the industry that Uncharted 3 failed to achieve? Mm. That needs to be weighed and encapsulated in time, I think, to, 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 to sort of uh, make its case for a list like this. You got to hold that impact that it had at the time and then compare it with how long sort of uh, how, how, how long of uh, legs does it have. Mm-hmm. So, so, Michael, on that yeah. point, like if you could distill it down, what would you say is Control's contribution that makes it? I'm not arguing that it's a bad game. I'm just saying, like, no. It, what would you say is it rises above to be in your top twenty-five list? What is it about it that does that? That's a fantastic point, and I, I, I kind of thought one of y'all might cut, uh, like bring that up because I started thinking about. it. I was like, well, what really is it? The gameplay, like the, the the gunplay? No, it's not that. That's been done before. Is it? Is it the audio design? Well, not necessarily. It's good. That's been done before. Um, I think for me, and again, I put a huge weight and emphasis on this. It is the oldest house. It is the setting. It is the lore that hasn't been done to this degree in a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain adventure type games, more narrative based games, more RPGs, you know, a lot of narr- that do things in, um, you know, compelling ways narratively, but for this t- style of game, and the way that the narrative is is unfolding is, um, I have not experienced anything like it in a game. Um, I have not had to. Uh, maybe Bioshock Infinite was the last game where I truly like the credits rolled. I'm like, okay, let me think about this one some more. You know, like whoa. <laughs> um, so like it, that is worth something to me. Like that caused me to like really. Like, I could not get the the game out of my brain for weeks. Hmm. So that's important to me. That's um, that's kind of where I sit. I understand that's a heart. Most people aren't going to, you know, kind of put that much weight on on the environment and the storytelling and that sort of stuff. But for me, all the story and environment stuff combined with the polish that the everything else had, it was like, dang, that's a really good game. Nice. Have you, Micah? Have you ever played Silent Hill Two? Um. No, I've completed Silent Hill 1. Okay. And I've played some of Silent Hill 3. Okay. But otherwise, no, and I haven't played 2. No. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just curious because it does give off a very similarly oppressive but way darker <laughs> um, mm-hmm. atmosphere. Like atmosphere in that game is is fantastic. Gameplay is terrible. What I, yeah, what I feel like <laughs> with Silent Hill, it'd be one of those where like maybe the impact was pretty decent, maybe control level decent at the time, but longevity wise, it's just tanked and tanked and tanked yeah. as far as how it holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and Silent Hill is the game that we have famously or infamously said that like we respect it and 
uh, we we have a great admiration for that game. We also mm-hmm. hated playing it. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I really liked that game. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a, a weird thing to say, but uh, you know, uh, you know, it's life. It, life is messy, and video game opinions can be messy too. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did not enjoy it as I had, you know, my computer game facts pulled up as I'm playing it because I have no idea how to do Yeah, yeah, man. But well, but it sticks with me for sure. Anyways, we don't need to go into that. Well, and I, I think that, you know, just sort of like, I guess, we'll do a round of final thoughts here. Um, and I guess one of the things is like, ultimately, yeah, time's going to tell. But like right now, just sort of a, a few a few weeks after, and one of the things that I've I've sort of been trying to like I don't know acknowledge or cultivate is that you know I I I really have been seeking to remove myself from like the hype train and sort of avoiding recency bias and things like that. But there's a stickiness to this game that like I I was just like. I mean, like, I guess I don't always get the platinum and I don't always go like a hundred percent in on a game. And when I do, that's a bit of a mark, but there was something like, you know, and sometimes it's just like, I'm going to get these stupid trophies because I want to get them and I'm going to be mad at myself if I don't, like I've got one trophy. And so it's like, I'll just like grind it out. And like, there were a couple of those, like I said, some of the, the DLC trophies, that were kind of like a little grindy or whatever, but like I never like towards the end, I started getting a little like fatigued or whatever, but like there was a stickiness to this game for me that I kind of like, I'm like, there's something special here and I can't always put my finger on it. And I think like this, this game is just like one of those games that I'm so glad that I played it the way that I did and everything else. And I just, I, it's just, I I do think that, like I said, I think there are some timeless qualities here that like, yeah, it's going to be like, this is a bit of a master's class in like world building and environment design and sort of just like narrative structure uh, as far as the oldest house. Like it is, the oldest house is by far well, like one of the most interesting set pieces I have ever encountered. And then when you sort of throw a, a really clean, mechanically sound and satisfying game slash combat loop on top of that, like I'm like with pretty good sound design, like yeah, you know, and just like the 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 physical presence of that game, like yeah, like the the idea, like you're ripping chunks out of the walls and stuff like that, and that's represented, and like, and it's like there's something like the sum of all the parts that really just I'm like yeah, there's there is something to me right now that seems a little bit timeless, but um, like you know, sort of, what are your guys's sort of like final thoughts on control and the experience and all of that? Control. You have no control. <laughs> but the remedy is Jesus Christ. Oh! oh. 
Mike drop. He went there. He went there. So like bad puns to a Jesus Jew. Nice. And I mean like nice. uh, I, I, respect, I respect it. And roll the outro music. Just like just we're we're done. We're done. I probably should have went last, but whatever. That's cool. <laughs> I wanted to get that out the way. Um, no, uh, my my final thoughts on the game are, uh, I mean, to put it in a single word, I mean, it's it's weird, but mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun and yeah. it's weird. Um, you know, I w- I would recommend it definitely. Um, you know, it, it it's you. Most people, I think, will walk away um, kind of similarly like, oh, yeah, I think I understood, you know, maybe 20 percent of it or something and by the end of the game. But it was a good ride, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a solid it's a solid game and it's it's uh, unique in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely recommend playing it. So. Yeah, I'll go. I'll just go ahead and say, um, you know, I, I've obviously kind of talked about how much I loved it, um, but I, I'll go ahead and also say this: this is certainly not a game for everyone. Yeah, it's um, the the themes, the the overall story, and everything. It's just very. I mean, it's in that sort of weird fiction genre. It's just it's just odd. It's just weird, and it's just not for everyone. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> But for me personally, this is that's right up my alley. I, I love, you know, stuff I've not encountered before in games and, and just kind of different kind of, you know, trains of thought with story and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I've kind of spoken my piece, but I've got a, a very high regard for this game. Like Nate said, it kind of burrows in your head and, and just sits there and kind of you, you think about it after after the fact, at least I did. Um, and it has gotten kind of better with time. I've, I've, I've replayed it again <clears throat> and, and had more time to kind of mull on the story and think about it. And it's, it really, it really is fantastic from that regard. Um, so yeah, I would, I would certainly recommend it. I would highly, highly recommend it for, you know, the, the, the person who has that bet, you know, watch trailer, know what you're getting into. And if you think it looks like something you love, then absolutely jump in. Hmm. Yeah, I think on the opposite, I'm. I guess I'm not someone who would naturally play a game like this, and yet I can walk away from it with a lot of respect for Remedy and what they did. And totally, Mike, I can see where you're coming from as, as someone who likes that kind of world bearing, world building, a- atmospheric storytelling. It, it's got a lot of that in Spades. It has really good gunplay. Um, I think the characters are, are pretty good. I think they could be a little stronger at times, but. Um, yeah, I think it's a recommend for me. It's but personally, it's not a game that you know I, I'm I haven't played any DLC. I'm not really planning on playing any DLC, um, but I'm glad I played it, and it's been really fun to talk about it tonight. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I was I was I was kind of actually I was I was queuing up to just sort of um, ask you, amazing Josh, because like you mentioned, this is not sort of your wheelhouse, and uh, you know it, it's good to hear that you at least walked away with. It doesn't sound like a totally grudging respect. Like you, you like <laughs> no. the game, and and I'm, I'm you know, um, it's more just a personal taste thing than it is a, you know, a thumbs down on anything in the game. It's more just my personal taste don't align with this kind of game, but it doesn't mean it's a bad game. So mm-hmm. not yeah. at all, Mister yeah. Mr. Broccolope. I'm going to try try and keep it concise. I'm not very good at that. Um, if if I could sum it up in one word, it would be unique. 
um, simply because I think the all of the elements that came together to make the game, because we didn't go too deep into it, you get a lot of different powers, um, and that's not something that usually in this type of game, at least not many that I've played, you, we mentioned how it's a bit of a Metroidvania. You go back into other areas and you can unlock different things. Um, you know, in, in my estimation, I don't think they necessarily took... It's not that they didn't take advantage of it. That's what I was going to say, but that's not true because it does give you extra things. But I think there are some things that they tried to implement that um, didn't fully pan out too well. Um, you were never really required to go back into different areas. Uh, the alerts that you got, the upgrade systems uh, or the extra items and things didn't really seem to, to matter very much. So there were some things that they tried that weren't all you know, don't knock out of the park. But the fact that they that they put these things in there, um, it made for a very unique experience. And so, yeah, I'm glad that I played it as well. I would recommend it. Uh, I did really like the tone and the atmosphere as well. Um, it just it doesn't necessarily rate as highly for me. Um, but yeah, still recommend for sure. It's it's a unique experience. I am I am excited for what they do next. Um, to see how they can improve upon this because I think there's a real solid foundation. Uh, there's just some things that, you know, I think could have been done better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, well, I, 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 yeah, just, I think like sort of the one thing that I do think is interesting is that this game was built on a fairly limited budget in comparison to most sort of like oh, AAA wow. games. This is true. Oh, wow. And, huh. Like I, I really appreciate the fact that they, they. Does anybody know offhand? I think I want to say it was something like fifty million. I think to make the game that small. Yeah, I'm kidding. 50, yeah. I, I don't know what small. typical budgets in comparison are. Just, to like a, small and fifty million to oh. like a game like some of the the budgets again. I'm not even sure it right. was that high. Right. It could be. But the mm -hmm. like you know like some of the the AAA Sony stuff like like two hundred fifty thousand yeah. are. Not thought, but two hundred fifty million dollars kind of levels of stuff. Well, just to, I think I've got something up uh, on Google real quick, just to give you some context. A, a big, huge AAA, uh, like exclusive, like um, something like a Spider-Man or a God of War, would be like you know two hundred plus million dollars, okay. two hundred to three hundred million dollars. Apparently, uh, Control costs thirty million okay. to wow. make. Wow, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, and it's because because they, they do nail a lot. Like the graphics are really good to the point that like my PC couldn't run it very high if I wanted solid frame rates. Like, and and you were talking about Micah all the detail that's put into the game. I'm surprised that they were able to do all that on a on a it, small. That's really, kind of the stuff that usually gets you know that it, last. It kind of is a technical tour de force. Yeah. I don't know if it still is in 2021, late 2021 here, but um, if you got a beefy PC, man, crank those settings up. Is you're going to be in for a treat yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't do any ray tracing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but... it's, it's okay. Don't worry about the ray tracing. It's all about 60 frames. 60 yes, frames. Yes. This is the and game that's that, that sold me on 60 frames. Like I was like, oh yeah, yeah. this actually makes yeah. a serious difference. Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 that's the problem with new with these new gen consoles. It's really hard. <laughs> they to go spoiled back. you. It, yes. it, it, yeah. it, it, it really I originally did. played it on PS4 Pro, not base PS4, okay. and it oh, it was struggle bus. It was huge struggle oh. bus. Oh man! And on PS5, man, this is clean, sixty. It was, it was so smooth, mm. you know, with some of the bells and whistles. Mm. So yeah, 
Mm. Yeah, I think I was playing on like medium, either low or medium settings just overall, just so that I could get over, you know, it was yeah. between 60 to 80. Sometimes it would never stay anywhere too high. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I, I think uh, it sort of seems like we, we've pretty much wound down. And I, I mean, that's obvious because I did ask everybody for their closing thoughts. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at that being. I don't know, man. We only talked two hours. What, what, what's going on here? Only two hours. But I, I mean. We're only two hours on the game. Y- you know, uh, I. You know, guys, as far as like a community shout out kind of thing, because this is something that we sort of want to start building. I want to shout you guys out each and 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 that just but like like this is the kind of cool stuff that like I have been longing for, you know, and it's I I love talking to Josh every every couple of weeks. Um, but I am kind of trash, so. But he is trash, Josh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I but, I, you know. I, I just was, this was a real treat and I just want to say thanks guys for making this happen because, uh, you know, it, it was just like, we were like, Hey, let's, let's, let's try this thing. And, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you guys are all amazing members of our amazing community. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I'd give you a gold star, but I don't have any, so, or something. <laughs> Uh, just, I, I wanted to say thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for for hopping on the mics with us. And uh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank Great. you. And um, anytime. So, you know, Josh, uh, it, it's time for us to start rattling off the details. But before we do that, and I know you guys sort of mentioned this before, but uh, why don't we just uh, tell us if if you want to be found on the internet? If not, that's okay too. But uh, Micah your details and then Dorian and then amazing Josh. Yeah. I'm at Doug's vest on pretty much Twitter would be the only like real place of substance that I post anything kind of video game related. Um, uh, I am in discord. Some used to be a good bit more here lately. It's been very spotty. Um, but yeah, I'll be in the Facebook groups as well uh, over in the backlog breakdown Facebook group and the reform gamers Facebook mm-hmm. group. Um, but yeah, whether it's the GG app, PSN, Twitter, it's Doug's Vest, D-O-U-G-S-V-E-S-T. Mm-hmm. Dorian? Uh, um, well, I'm not, uh, these days, I'm not big on, you know, spending time. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, I am on Discord, I am on Xbox, and I am on uh, PSN uh, and the GG app, all at... Uh, dpt basement with two s's so dpt b-a-s-s-m-e-n-t um you can find me on there um yeah so mm-hmm. amazing josh yeah uh amazed by grace uh 86 uh i'm mainly on discord i i'm on facebook but i don't really go on there much um but gt app as well and then i also have a infrequently posted blog um keep oh, thinking nice. Keep thinking 1986. If you type that into Google, you'll find it's a WordPress. Uh, you know, just kind of reflections on games, movies, books, things like that. So sweet. That's awesome. That's like right up our alley. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. if if you didn't pick up from uh, you know these guys' information, we have a Discord, and we'd love for you to join and come hang out. You know, especially you know we talked about it at the beginning of this episode how Nate threw out you know some suggestions for some games we wanted to do this thing, and so it kind of it kind of started there in the Discord. I think it was thrown out in the the Facebook group as well. Um, but a link for that Discord will be in the description of this episode, along with the the these dudes' handles uh, if you want to reach out to them. Of course, you can always reach out to us a number of different ways on Twitter. Our handle's at bbdowncast. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Um, and then the hashtag Backlog Book Club on Facebook. And then if you want to get personal, I generally on the internet go by Broccolope, which is B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah, man. All over the place. Um. And uh, if I could give one final shout out before we uh, before we finish, I'm I'm going to shout this one out to Logan Sharp. We had him a couple episodes mm-hmm. on uh, a couple episodes ago. He was on. Um, he actually threw out. This was months ago. I think it was. I think it was uh, um, a humble bundle or something like that. He said he already had this game and asked if anybody wanted it, and I was able to pick it up from him, and that's how I got a copy of Control Ultimate Edition on PC. That was because of that dude. So. Shout out to you, good sir. Shout out to Logan. Well, gentlemen, we have uh, we have come to we, we we came here tonight to discuss control. We have discussed control. I don't think any of us really has any better of a grasp on what control is about, really. <laughs> um, but you know, I, uh, I think a good time was had by all. And uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think all that being said, Josh. Uh, until next time. Guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Indeed. would have been great to end on and remember you have no control you have no control (laughs) you could throw that in as as a bit of an outtake right at the very end josh awesome yeah yeah oh man